Hey everybody and welcome to the Unranked Podcast, our 207th episode of the show. I'm Christian Humes and today we have Dan Ween. Daniel. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. All right. Well, Dan's back this week. He wasn't on last week. And speaking of which, Tom, the mysterious Tom Caswell, also back this week. It's good to be back. Yeah. It feels weird saying that because we just recorded something yesterday. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, wait. On we've, I recorded. Oh, no, no, right. no, no, no. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. So, And there'll be a little bit of catching up because you guys went and did something that you, although now it feels like a while ago, never actually talked about on the it podcast. It does feel like a while ago, although it's not oh, that long ago. Oh, fuck. I, f- I completely forgot yeah. we have to talk so, about that. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to hear about that. Whoopsie. Um, a little preview for everybody who's out there. Alex will be joining us later for the Game Club section. But until then, let's get the show started. Guys, first segment of the day. You know it. You love it. Talking about our 207th Pokemon. Yeah, complaints. (laughs) There is no complaints today. (laughs) Alex is not here. Um, So today we will be talking about Gligar. Mm. Gligar's a good little Pokemon. It is the bat Pokemon of this generation. Not even uh, remotely as close to as annoying as the bats in other generations. Of the game, <laughs> bats who will not be named. So yeah. the eyeless bat collection. Yeah, uh, I I really like its design, especially because it, it it's actually also supposed to be like it's like half bat, half scorpion. It's got scorpion tails, it's got little pincers. Uh, it's flying ground type, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, visually looking at it, it looks like you'd think it might be poison because it's very like purple and blue. It's like it a pinkish purple. Kind of looks like meowth fucked a zubat. Mmm. I see okay. it. I see it. It's got little crab claws too. Okay. I see the so face. It's orgy, some kind of weird orgy. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, it's, it's an amalgamation in there somewhere. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly an amalgamation of different uh, Pokemon that we've seen in the past. Uh, so you know, you know what it is? It's it's a cosplaying Meowth. Right. I can see that. It's a Meowth yeah. cosplaying as a Zubat. Yeah. <laughs> I like its wings. I like everything about this. I think it's actually a great design. It also, I think, fits in really well with like any first-gen Pokemon. Like This is one of those kind of Pokemon that you could kind of just suck out and just drop into the first-gen. It fits right in. And I got to say, this may be controversial. Uh-huh. I understand that Zubat is one of the OG 151, but this motherfucker blows Zubat out the water. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> I totally, and, absolutely agree. And I think... And I don't know... I. I did listen to last week's uh, episode uh, today, Christian. Is, oh. Does this Pokemon get an evolution? It does. It does. Yes. But the, it doesn't start with one. What do you mean? Like, it, it, the next, the 208 is not Gliga's evolution. It gets an evolution, like, generations oh. later, right? It's possible. I, I don't know offhand. Mm, let's go take a peek. Yeah. it. Uh, I know it's one of the ones that evolves with, like, a held item, mm. I believe, at nighttime. But as to whether or not it is the next one, I do not know. I'm so okay. mad. I had this whole dumb thing in my head. No, it does not I, look like that's the case. I yeah, thought it's, it, it's it's fourth gen. It's uh, it's evolution. I thought it was yeah. pronounced Gilgar for some reason. I had a dumb thing because <laughs> yeah, I read it wrong. It's obviously G L I, but I had a whole like dildo thing I was gonna do because like the because they're similarly structured, but they're not at all. So now mm. I can't do it. No. Gilgar. What would the joke have been? What it just would you... sounds like it's the same same word structure. <laughs> Dan likes his dildos. I've come to 
I do like a good dildo joke, four, but four I can't. Does, I can't do it with this one. Jokes this one, or just the dildo. Just, do you I'm know do any good just orgy dildo jokes, jokes offhand? No, it's dildo. not really like a joke. It's more you Fresh just kind of use jokes. it in a joke. I see. That's one of the two uses for the dildo. Yeah, the other is, one's on your mom. Is yeah, there it is. <laughs> there we go. Uh, see, it's a dumb thing, but it made this guy laugh. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> so, spoken as entry, it flies straight at its target's face, clamps down on the startled victim to inject its poison. See, there's your dildo joke. <laughs> there's the dildo there, joke. There, yeah, that is definitely. Uh, yeah, it is you, coming in someone's mouth to inject poison. You sort of, you sort of, you could tell Alex is not on this episode already. Well, you know what, Alex, with his I can't talk about cum or poop because it makes me nauseous. That get out of here. Guy yeah, comes and poops all the time. Can't talk about it. <laughs> oh my god! He's a common a pooper. We know. This I don't. Thing. I don't know where Dan has been for two weeks, but it feels like he has. He has to unleash some. Yeah, he's he's, he's his, his 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 common poo. I wasn't. I wasn't planning on going on a nice common poo rant, but the fact that Alex isn't here adds to the pleasure of doing it. <laughs> this is unbelievable. All right. Um. Anything else about this guy before we move on? Good folks. You said, what'd you say? Good Anything pokes. else before we move on? Oh, I think he said slow pokes, because I was going to say his tongue kind of looks like <laughs> slow poke was maybe oh, involved really? in. <laughs> or no, lick no, a tongue. No, lick poke. a tongue, I'm thinking, not, not slow poke. The tongue guy. Mm. Yeah. He has the big tongue sticking out. He yeah. does. So I'm just trying to think. So in this orgy, we think it might have been Krabby, uh, Meowth, Zubat. Zubat, and lick a tongue? Slow poke. Lick a tongue. Oh, lick a tongue, yes, yes, yes. Right. Yep. Sounds That's, good. Someone draw it. Orgy. Someone draw that. <laughs> I'm not, not a game. That's a shame. It's off topic. Oh yeah, let's sit down for some clowning around. All right, let's go off topic. So you guys weren't on last week, so I'm gonna let you two. If anyone has stuff to talk about, take the floor. I will go last here. <laughs> go, go for it, Dan. Go for it. Well, like Tom and I, a week and a half ago now. So like a few Saturdays ago. It uh, was. Uh, it'll be two Saturdays on this Saturday. Okay, we went to uh, an Overwatch event, uh, Overwatch League event in New York City. God, that was my first Overwatch event I was checking out. I think Tom, had you been to one before? Or no, no, I haven't. I haven't been to one. It's not my first esports event, but this was my definitely the biggest esports event I'd been to, and I just thought it would be really interesting to, you know, we have a lot of listeners that have asked about esports and said, oh, you guys don't don't cover it as much as I would like. And so I thought, well, maybe this year we can do something a little different. And I reached out to Blizzard, and they put me in touch with the people that run the New York Excelsior, which is New York's Overwatch team. And we were very fortunate enough to go to those matches. Uh, Dan and I went to the Saturday match, and then I went with my friend Eric to the Sunday match. And on Saturday, we saw New York versus... Who were they playing? Uh, uh, London. They were, they were playing. Was it London? Yeah, yeah it was London New York because we had just London, seen. Yeah. What was it uh, Par- uh, Toronto and Paris before that? Versus Paris, yes. Yeah. And then the next day it was um, Paris versus London, and then actually the New York match wasn't against Toronto; it was against Boston. So that was a really <laughs> rowdy <laughs> match. That one. Um, and I had a lot of fun. I thought it was really cool, a lot of amazing energy, and even though I don't think either of us are into Overwatch, we were having a good time, and by the end of it, I was like, yeah, come on, you know, like, <laughs> yes. 
I, uh, I but, thought it was yeah. it, it was definitely like it's a cool event that they put on and everything. Mm. Uh, it's still like if I feel like if you don't enjoy whatever game it is with esports, like if you're not into that game, it's tougher to be a huge fan. You know, sure. Well, isn't that a little bit like just everything? It's like I really like the NBA and I don't. But like the I'm NFL. just saying, like what happens is like you get generalized into like esports, but esports as a whole isn't just right. one thing. Right. No, it's absolutely like if you're not. like you can't just be like I love esports. You don't yeah. necessarily love every esport. Right. I mean that's yeah. You know it. Yeah, that's true. That's just It'd be one like thing. someone being like I love sports and it's like well people like say that and then the it's sh- like oh what sports yeah. do you like? They're like the ones with the balls. Yeah, they <laughs> and it's like either just like baseball, football, or you know like basketball. Yeah, and it's that's it. But it, we like, we well, what uh, about the other ones. <laughs> we definitely learned a little bit about the game from everyone around us. Because that was the the change, I guess, for Tom. Probably it was like everyone else around him knew more than him, <laughs> <laughs> and and it was really funny because we were sitting next to uh, Cecilia D'Anastasia, who is one of the most knowledgeable reporters out there about <laughs> esports, and she turned to Dan and asked, "Do you know if they're playing on the latest patch?" And, and Dan I had actually done his did know the answer to that question because I had been doing homework for like the last day and a half before we went, so I had some idea what was going on. So I had read that even mm. though they were playing on the latest patch, it wasn't the one that had been released yet. And so I just I could answer he, the question, but it was funny because I told Tom later in the day, and like he was like, "Really? She's supposed to be like the expert on everything?" Yeah. <laughs> she she was she she is one of the few people that like it's her beat. Like she covers esports. Mm-hmm. On the regular, and so for Dan to have given her wisdom was it? Uh, I think. Yeah. I think. Unranked twenty twenty. I gotta say, uh, get ranked twenty twenty, baby. Get, yeah. If, if your source, if your sources are random people around you, maybe not all of them are gonna be credible. I'm, I'm look. I'm <laughs> sure when she did her write up, she wasn't like. And the guy next to me in the seat told me that they were. Well, <laughs> I, the yeah. I do prefer my full name be used. Yeah. Maybe she was <laughs> testing people, you know, like maybe she was like, oh, it this, didn't is seem this like person, I don't this think person so. in media? I don't think so. Because we were in media well, in all fairness, we were on the media <laughs> section, so it probably is a decent time to turn yeah. to someone and ask them a question. Yeah. Just unlucky for her, it was me, but also lucky for her, I happened but to lucky, answer that yeah, one yeah, question. <laughs> Every other question keep... she could ask me, I would have been like, I have no idea what the fuck you just said. I did so, keep turning behind me to talk to the fans. I was like, "What? what's happening right now? <laughs> did they give you like a program when you get there? Is There like there no may have been one, but I did not have one. I'm not going to say you know, they, they should have that. One. They should be like running this patch version. Here's the team playing. Uh, here's who's I on I think them. there was a booklet. I have no idea what was in it because we did not grab one. Yeah. yeah. Tom and and I, just, I mean, there's an app. Yeah. And they have on the videos in between matches, they have like they cut to these four commentators in a studio in LA that like go through the teams and show the team information. And oh, stuff. who was it? Do you know? No, it's on it YouTube. was. <laughs> yeah, it was three. It was it was a, it was a woman and three three dudes. I yeah. can I don't know the names. The woman had like short like shaved shaved My- hair on the side. So uh, this girl, I'm friends, I mean, it's Teresa's friend, but I'm friends with her now just through association, I guess. But uh, she's she's like in charge of like basically all of the video production stuff that Blizzard does. So like she was at the London version of the like esports premiere league for Overwatch that same weekend. 
I but, think that's um, where the the three guys and the woman were cuz I think most of them were British, right? I I think I think or at least the, they they were in LA. They were yeah, in LA no, in but, the studio? Yeah, but then so her boyfriend and then like some of his friends um this guy Johnny, they are commentators for Blizzard, but they have oh. several for different teams and there was like yeah. there was the LA games, there was the New York games and the London games. So I'm just wondering if it, e- if it was between them or not. between every matchup there was completely different commentators yeah. for well it. i mean they had the couple that were in-house for sure like they, yeah. we could literally see them and knew they were like in like one of the about ba- so uh this took place in hammerstein ballroom so this it's not a classic arena setup so they pretty much had like a little balcony area to themselves that they turn into a little tv studio like yeah. just for just for their stand-ups and stuff and to yeah. commentate on the matches and um yeah D- dan was mentioning he's like it's a shame it's not a full you know they just clearly converted this really old you know, um, stage space for this event. And, you know, so he's hoping that more and more teams get esports, you know, arenas or whatever. And maybe next year, the Excelsior will have their own actual dedicated arena because it's Ooh. very, you know, it's um, especially where we were see- sitting. Like, if you sat too far to the ends, there were giant pillars just like in the way, which. I guess for a concert isn't like a huge deal, but like when you're trying to like focus on a video game playing on a giant TV, it's a little bit more of a deal. Um, yeah, yeah, but we, it was a great weekend. We pretty much we watched the first match and then we kind of were up and around everywhere, either trying to get like some kind of like cool shot or something, or just kind of like yeah. checking out different places to watch it from for the rest of it. Yeah, you can you That's can awesome. if you wanted to. Where's Waldo? The thing you can find us on screen. Uh, Later on in the yeah, event, yeah, go go during, check out the Overwatch <laughs> during League. the last match. Um, yeah. The game uh, something happened with the connection; it got paused, and we're st- we realized because they went to the giant screen, like the guys from the balcony talking, we're right in the background. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to play Where's Waldo with us, you can. Uh, Excelsior won both of their matches, so that was really great being there when the home team was winning, and this was the Excelsior's first uh, time playing in New York. They had all of the matches pretty much had taken place in LA last year and the year before. This is the first season where teams are competing in their homesteads. And so just, I mean, when they introduced the players, you like, everyone's like, fucking, yeah, Hotbur. Hotbur's one of the players like, MVP, MVP. And I was like, man, people are fucking excited for the New York Excelsior. That's dope. Yeah, good time. Did, uh, did you come away from this really wanting to jump into Overwatch, jump back in? Uh, I did. I have played a few matches, uh, especially because my friend Eric, who I went with on Sunday, he he also had played a lot of Overwatch when it first came out. So, um, like a few for the next few days after that, before I left for England, we were playing a few matches every day. Um, and you know, talking about it now again, I'm like, let's do it. Let's get back in the action. Um, let's jump back in. Uh, yeah, really solid it- game. It feels like such a hard game to just like start playing again, but also just any game that I think requires me to play like pretty much one game is something it's just like it's very daunting looking the way, especially the way they're playing it because they're playing especially it at a high the level. way they're playing like yeah. it, there's a lot yeah. going on really but quickly I, I would say out of all of the games where you know it's meant to be a persistent you're playing all the time and there's a learning curve and uh um an experience curve. I do think it's actually very accessible and it's very easy to actually jump back in. 
Um, and it's not as prohibitive as, as some games that, you know, the moment you step back in, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, you just kind of need to know what each of the characters do. That's really the biggest hurdle, especially. Yeah. And that was the thing when I was playing with my friend. It You know, they'd added 10 characters since the last time I had played. And so when I was like, oh, let me try this new person. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing or what I'm meant to be doing with this person. But all the old characters, like I used to play a lot of Reinhardt when the uh, game first came out. That's the big knight with the hammer. Mm-hmm. And the moment I got back on the controller and chose him, I was like, oh, I know exactly what I need to do. I need to get in front. I need to put up my shield in front of my team. The moment I get a, a chance to throw my hammer down. Um, so I actually think it's a lot more accessible than a lot of games that are like that. Dope. That's awesome. Um, well, what else have you guys gotten up to? It's been two weeks. I think there's might be some other stuff on this list here that you guys have written down. Uh, Danny boy. I mean, I finally with uh, with a buddy of mine the other day, we finally cleared out my storage unit, which oh. I've been meaning to do. So I got rid of my old bed, like that was probably nearing fifteen years old, and replaced it with the bed that I had when I was living in Jersey. So, mm-hmm. which is like a nice newish mattress that's only a year used. And so that's already been nice. And I am now recording, obviously, as you can see behind me, a slightly different location. I can record on the table that was the living room table <laughs> in that apartment. Now it's in my room. So nice. Kind so of nice. consolidated. And I'm saving $200 a month by just not having a storage unit. So that's really going to be the real win there. Wow. That was very expensive for you to hold on well, to Well, it things. went up over time. And it really, I yeah, see. the stuff definitely was not worth it. But at least it's, <laughs> at least it's, it's just one of those things that you almost forgot there. about. Yeah. Like uh the couch that was there is like gonna become the new living room couch here. But right now it's a side of the room couch that makes no sense. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. Very so, cool. So all that money was spent for almost no reason instead of just no reason. Very awesome. Uh Tom. Well Dan, we may as well did you want to say anything? I see high fidelity on this list. Oh, so on Hulu, they came out with the new <laughs> High Fidelity show, and I did binge watch it, because I liked the movie. Oh. I was a fan of the movie. Okay, uh, It hits some of the, because ex- it was all based on a book anyway, but uh, yeah. it hits almost the same exact beats for the first couple episodes, like, to the point where you're like, they just kind of gave the same script over to, to Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. who plays the main character, which John Cusack played in the movie. And uh, mm-hmm. then it does kind of branch off into its own little story. So it, it it's worth a watch. It's, I think, 10 episodes. I blew through it pretty quickly this past week and a half. I've heard it's very good. My friend uh, recommended it to me. Yeah. I mean, why, if you like the idea of it, watch it because it's, it's good. At, time, it does not go slowly. Like, it kind of just flo- flies past and you're like, oh, shit, episode's over. Very cool. I don't want to give anything away. But it's I've never good. seen the movie. So what is the premise? Just uh, basically, this person who is uh, alone at this point, like uh, they're just they came out of like a really big relationship in their life, and uh, their big top five lists thing. So they're listing their top five past relationships, and then taking you through them, and they also dive oh. into some other stuff like after that. But that's the 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 basicness of the show, I guess. I, I realized, like as you said it, when you were like, "Well, this is the TV show version," I'm like, "I actually don't." Yeah, I don't even know what the movie actually is. I just know the name of the movie. Yeah, uh, and like uh, they own a record Cusack store, it. so it's a lot of music references and stuff. Some decent music mm. in the show. 
That's pretty cool. I'm trying not to give it much away. Yeah, just watch it. It's uh, it's a good time if you have Hulu. Wow. If you don't have Hulu, probably not worth buying Hulu just to watch it. Yeah. But, I don't know. Okay. Uh, and did you want to talk about The Sinner, or you want to just throw it over to Tom? It's only one episode in. I think this season... It's, have you seen any of it before? No. So, the, each season's kind of on its own, but it has the same cop as the... Uh, when it circles around, there's like always a like different case of this weird crime happens and you go well what the fuck is going on here and it just kind of gets weirder but not necessarily supernatural just really weird and this season is shaping up to be another weird one so so a little like true detective but if it wasn't totally an anthology series if it was more like yeah if true True detective wasn't like sometimes completely way out there yeah 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 okay interesting uh thomas Yes. You went uh, to the motherland. I did, yes. So I had some uh, family stuff that was happening back in England, so I went for a few days. Went to uh, the EU while you still could? Uh, I, I don't know what the status is. I don't think we're in it anymore. No, you're still in... So We're in the transition period. Yeah, you're in the transition. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, our, because, flag, yeah. our flag is no longer... Correct. At the European Union. Because you don't have... Apparently, they want the... El- Greece wants the Elgin marbles back from the fucking London Museum. Yeah. Well, they've the wanted them back Museum. for, like, 200 years. Now they have the reason, right? Like, now right. they're like, your fuckers <laughs> giving us fucking stones back. Well, no, this was... The, this story actually is great because it's... Now I finally understood how the EU works and, like, why <laughs> Brexit is so bad for yeah. the UK because I didn't realize that within the EU, they would not get involved. Like, the, the EU itself would not get involved within uh, issues between two members. Mm -hmm. But all EU votes require a full, like, unanimous vote decision. Right. And so they're saying, hey, well, now that you're not a member of the EU and you don't get to vote anymore, we won't give you any kind of a deal until you give us our stuff back. Right, like dude, they, it's you guys. They're fucked. What do dude, we want? UK is stuff. Fucked. It's when it's do we want it's it now. <laughs> it, it's really it's really bad. And you know, obviously, there was a lot. I I was there for so short an amount of time, and yeah, was so preoccupied with stuff going on with uh, the family that you just there was solve very it. little. There was very yeah, I couldn't solve the Brexit problem. <laughs> um, well. But there was very little kind of talk about that uh, going on. Yeah. Um, but I did want to comment because you guys last week were talking about it and talking about the fact that I was enjoying some English breakfasts. Um, so a couple of things. Fried fried toast, that is where you take a piece of toast, as you suggested, Chris, and you fry it in the oil left over from like the sausage and the bacon. It go. is the most delicious thing yeah. you have ever fucking had. Uh, black pudding is fried pig's blood. Um, I haven't eaten it. Uh, I think I had it once as a kid and was like, this is disgusting. That's so I've never had it. So gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, but it's, there's nothing that sounds why, good about that. Why pig's blood? Why can't it just be fried any other thing's blood too? My guess is because a lot of the weird things a lot of countries eat that like other places don't eat is because it came from a time in which you wouldn't waste any food right. resources because they were always scarce. And pigs have so much more blood than say a chicken would. Yeah, but like, and also, you know, if you think about it, if, if you're cooking, if you're cooking <laughs> yeah. a sausage, the, you know, a pork sausage, the bacon, like, uh-huh. it, it, in the old days, you'd have the blood left over, but and therefore just sure. throw that in the pan Why too. You just make like blood wine or something. Is that I don't a thing, know, man? I don't know, but it sounds like it could be a thing. 
I feel like um, it would conge- it would congeal, right? It would just get thick. Not if you make it right. <laughs> well, Dan's clearly a vampire. Yeah, no, well, if you use idea. like a Viagra, like a thinner, like a blood thinner. <laughs> they might not have. Then had you have Viagra a good time on your day. hands. You got a real good time on your hands there. But you know? um, <laughs> yeah. So my my ideal one, because you can make it a bunch of different ways. But my ideal one: sunny side eggs. Sausage, one mm-hmm. sausage, couple of rashes of English bacon, which is like Canadian bacon, uh, hash browns, but not like um, American hash browns where it's, uh, you know, just like strips of, you know, um, shredded potato in a in like a latke situation. It's like it, it's like a, a McDonald's hash brown where it's contained in a yeah thing. Um, uh, mushrooms, tomatoes, be- baked beans. English baked beans, uh, some fried toast, and uh, that's it. All this other stuff, all the fluff. You got the pit, you know. You've got the black pudding. That's not that's not my English breakfast. Um, so there's a place in uh, Heathrow. If anyone's ever in Heathrow, it's called Haxley's. It's on the far side of Terminal Five. That is the one. There's multiple places in Heathrow to get your English breakfast. That is the one to go to for sure. Um. And on my flight, I watched Okja, which is the uh, movie by Bong Joon-ho, who won mm-hmm. the Best Picture for Parasite. It was his previous film that he did for Netflix. Um, and funnily enough, talking about pigs and bacon, yeah. um, it's about a kid. I, have either of you guys seen it at all? No, I have no interest in I've watching it. I've never heard movie. of it, but go for it's, it. Uh, it's, um, it's about this kid in South Korea who helps raise a super pig. So it's it's not a pig. It kind of looks like a hippo and an elephant and a pig all rolled into one, but it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's, real it's like a cow pig. It's like a cow pig or yeah. a hippo pig. Yeah, it's not real. It's CG. Yeah. Oh, okay, but I, I mean, like, is it a real creature? Or no, is it no, no, made no, up? no. Okay, it's made. It's creature. made up Got for it. the movie. Basically, what happens is is that there's this um, kind of like uh, you know meat company. That is like, we have bred these super pigs. We're going to send them to these farmers in different parts of the world. And in 10 years, we're going to see which one can grow, you know, can have the healthiest, biggest pig. And this is going to revolutionize the meat industry. And so it's about this girl and her super pig who, uh, you know, gets taken back to America and her trying to rescue the pig. Uh, and it's, it's fucking fantastic. If you've seen... Parasite, uh, if you've seen Snowpiercer or any of bon- Bong Joon-ho's movies. Oh, Snowpiercer, uh, I saw that. That's, that was another one of his. That was before Okja. Uh, um, it's so, and like I was like trying to not cry on the plane because <laughs> it's so heartfelt, her trying to like just save her friend. Um, and so I highly recommend it if you have Netflix. And then the other things I've been watching a bit on HBO, uh, I am caught up on The Outsider, which is based mm-hmm. on the Stephen King book. Don't know if you guys have checked this out. Mm-hmm. I tried to watch it, but I was very distracted during the first episode, so I decided that I'll start up again another time. Distracted by like, something by else? By other or? stuff I was doing. Like, I was playing a dumb mobile game on my phone, and like sure. a half hour went by, and I was like, I haven't watched a second of this. Was it like a poker game? No. What was it? Uh, I think it was the Golf Clash game or whatever, Golf Rival. Mm. Okay. But either way, it was like some dumb game that I just sorry. Like, am I using your play. gaming segment? Yeah, right. And we say you gotta save this. Dan goes, sorry. So I'm playing Golf Rivals played. this week. Don't play that game. It's fucking garbage. But it's addictive. <laughs> 
so the outsider, the premise being that there is a murder in this small town. Mm. Um, ben Mendelssohn, who probably best known for his role as the lead scroll in Captain Marvel. He is the uh, detective in this town. And Jason Bateman is their primary suspect. They have his DNA everywhere, multiple eyewitnesses. Like, he was there. Like, we saw him covered in blood, like, all of this stuff. But he also has an awesome alibi with video footage of him and eyewitnesses of him in another part of the country. And so it's them trying to solve the case of, well, how can he be in two places at once? Uh, Of what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's very good. It's very Stephen King. So if you're yeah. not a fan of anything based on his shit, then you're not going to like this. But the performances are fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's really good. And then uh, I've all, I also started Macmillions on HBO, which is a documentary That's great. series. It's That's... so fucking good. Oh, I've yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, so basically the premise is um, McDonald's has a Monopoly game. That yeah. they play, and apparently there were no legit winners from was it eighty nine to two thousand one? They said. I think that uh, I think that is for the the trailer, but in the yeah. show they're like they dive most into of further. the winners. They were they had to have some legit winners in order for it to not be like yeah. As but anyway, obvious. there's a whole yeah. It's 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 insane how much effort went into this scheme that so that people yeah. were running and. Yeah. It's, it's so far the documentary's done really well. I think it's still going, right? How many parts is it going to be? It's it's six parts, so they're only halfway through it. Yeah, but I think they do a really good job because it's, you know, it's a mix of this modern day documentary with highly produced recreations of the moment, and it's very <laughs> serious. And you it know, re- if you think, it reminds me of you- unsolved mysteries when they have like the recreations of the moments, like sure. that kind of thing, where like they're like you sh- you show this moment that obviously is not happening. With some of the people that it really happened with, but also actors, and it's just yeah, it's I don't know, it's done really well though. Like, and I it's like fun the to fact watch. that it has kind of like that, you know, making a murderer tone. These very modern <laughs> moments, but it's also very aloof, and because it's you know, it's 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 a in a way a victimless crime. McDonald's is really the only one that like suffered. I, I guess, guess all the people that missed out on the Yeah, the, the people money. that missed out are really the ones that yeah. suffered, but at the same because time, they were low chance of they, winning anyway. They reveal that uh, money was donated to St. Jude's Hospital through this whole scamming process. And so, like, there was actually, like, kind of a benefit to it as well. So it's... And, and the main um, detective, mm-hmm. who's, uh, like, the newest... He, at the time, was the newest special agent on the force. He is, like talking about it and he's making jokes he's so funny he talked about how he walked into a meeting in a gold (laughs) suit and they show that and so at one moment it's like really intense and really serious like i'm making a murderer and then it's It's completely goofy because it's it's mcdonald's monopoly you can't have it be that serious (laughs) exactly so there is a clown involved i i very much recommend checking out mcmillions as well on hbo Yep. Very cool. That that uh, trailer has come up for me a lot, and I'm excited to eventually watch it at some point. I re-binged all of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, because <laughs> wow. I'm, 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 well, I'm watching the new season, and I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm going to go back, and there's so many things that like are 
like redone versions of old things that they've done not like they're rehashing it but just like they're these like really subtle callbacks to older seasons in the current season he's bound to just come across similar things over and over again similar themes no but then even within the story just like story bits that just Mm. like like six seasons later like pay off they were like oh hey you remember this thing that happened like five years ago Let's just randomly like pull that back in and make this relevant right here and now. And it's like <laughs> crazy for the show that's on what is this the tenth season, but yep. over almost twenty years now. Yeah, it's so crazy. it's like to, to even be able to juggle and remember all that information and characters. Um, I mean, part of that they have written down. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I kind of want him to do this show forever. He, it's funny. Like, I've never feel felt like he got older. Because he's always seemed so old to me. Yeah. So, cause, because when I was younger, he always seemed like a really old dude in his 70s. But he was but, actually like in his early 50s. And now he's actually in his 70s. Yeah. <laughs> but everything around him, like all the other characters, do feel like they're getting older. Oh, absolutely. Which is crazy because Jeff feels like almost older than him. But he's actually like not even <laughs> he's close. Like, he's probably like he's 20 pretty, years younger. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's in his like 50s right now. So I was like, what? Why does he seem so old? Um I, I I loved rewatching that, and every every time like I would get the trailer for that, Who, that McMillian the, show, and I'm like, okay, what, I'm gonna watch what's this the guy scene. that lives with him? His name? Leon. Leon. Oh my God, I love Leon. Leon. Looks when the Leon same. first showed up, yeah. that was one of the he more insane the seasons same. of TV. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, when they and and it's really funny. I remember watching it and being like, all right, well, this guy's not going to be around, and now he's like basically <laughs> the the other than. Other He's than, one of the main um, characters of the show. He is. It, it's him, <laughs> Jeff, and Leon. Like those are the three main characters in the show. Uh, so good. I just before we recorded, I was watching uh, the latest episode. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just so funny. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. It's the one so this funny. season where they go to Mexico is maybe my favorite episode ever. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it way too much the entire time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's so good. Absolutely. It's him unreal. trying to guess their weights and get it. it- all right, you just gotta watch. Good yeah, just watch it. Um, no spoilers. I, that wasn't even what I was gonna bring up. So I actually watched yeah. two things that are <laughs> you older. Some other stuff, yeah. So I watched all the John Wick movies. Teresa and I watched all those movies this last week. Uh, we skipped like the first fifteen minutes of the first movie with so the you dog. About fifty deaths. Uh, no, just pretty much the scene with the dog. <laughs> um, so we skipped that part, and then I watched uh, the rest of the movies. I love these movies; they're great. I like I liked the first one a lot. I thought it was awesome. I really liked the second one, and then the third one was my favorite, mostly because the third one I felt like had the most like crazy, weird, and unique murders. Like I don't the, think I saw the third one. I think I definitely oh, saw dude, the first and two. It, and it has the guy the from the host uh, from Iron Chef is like the main like rival villain in it, like fighter, and he's a like I really wanted him to do the like the like uh cuisine thing that he does at the beginning of <laughs> of Iron Chef that would have been amazing cuz he's even plays like a sushi chef in yeah. John Wick and they come to him and they're like we need you to take down John Wick sort of a thing but i just loved all the they just expanded the universe so much more in that one that i found all the weird little things that they created in that movie were so interesting fun um, fact about that role specifically yeah um the I forget the actor's name, but do you remember in Avengers Endgame when Hawkeye as Ronin like takes out all those guys in Tokyo and then he faces off against that one dude? Yeah. Uh, uh, and that guy, I think, was also in Westworld. He was one of the samurai in season two. 
that he faced off with. Do you remembering him at all? Um, Not really. Possibly. I thought that was a different actor, but no, that's definitely the. He was both okay. in Westworld. Uh, he was actually meant to be in that role in John Wick. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he was. <laughs> That's where no, no, no. Yeah. It's not Mark. Um, what's his name? Uh, no, 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 no. God. And so he was meant to be. They had originally offered it to him, but he he had to not do it because he was doing Avengers. And I'm like, shit, you missed out because your role in Avengers is like five minutes. And this motherfucker in John Wick 3 is a fucking yeah. awesome. But do you think he got paid more for Avengers anyway? Pro- probably mm, no probably not not for well the no roles. no no because he probably no. yeah he it's such a small role yeah yeah and then fun fact the guy that played the iron chef the guy that played him of actually in john wick 3 originally yeah. cast as jason as the original red power ranger oh awesome i didn't yeah. know that what happened that cool. uh no you wait the original red power or the original american red power ranger the original american one okay yeah, he was meant to. He was meant to be in. I think he is the actual original Red Power Ranger in the pilot for the show. Um, huh. And then when they went to shoot it, I don't know what the reasoning is, but he was not. He was obviously not the Red Power Ranger. Well, and they also had the guys from the raid in in um, John Wick Three. Yes. They were the rest of his crew, which was also the guys who play Candy Club yes. in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yes. <laughs> I, Tell I that liked, to Kanji Club. I liked, I liked them in the uh, in the final fight of John. Wick no, 3. all of that stuff was great. Yeah. Like I loved it. It was great. So I'm pumped for the fourth movie now. Uh, and I just watched The Boys on Amazon. I tried watching it at one point. I only got through like the first ten minutes, and I didn't get up to like the pivotal moment where basically like everything starts to happen. Um, and so I just turned it off and never went back to it because I don't know. I just wasn't interested. So I just. Man, that gets really, 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 really good. Like, yep. by the time that first episode is over, so much happens. Um, I am pumped for the next season yep. of that I show I think it's now. coming out this year, too. It's very it is. It's coming out in, like, June or July. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's like a year later. That makes sense, right? I, I think, well, I mean, it has a lot of, well, it has some it CG really. in it. Yeah, it doesn't have a yeah, ton of CG. that's a good point. But um, the guy that plays... Homelander. Yeah. What perfect casting. He is simultaneously the most charming man you've ever met and the most terrifying motherfucker you've ever met at the same time. Yeah. He is so fucking good. The whole cast. You know who else could have... I, I, I also thought um the guy who was in... uh Gosh. Now I can't remember the name of it. There was that Netflix show. Takes place in the future. You can like... Oh. Can, um, Skarsgård. Yeah, oh. Skarsgård, Altered Carbon, the actor of that show, could have been uh, Homelander also. Joel, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. yeah. Isn't he a, isn't oh, he he a Skarsgård? Oh, he was in Suicide Squad. Yes, he plays Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad. He's not a Skarsgård. He, he was looks on the, like one, the but he's killing not. The Killing is where his career started, mm. I think. Then he was he on House of Cards for a season. Oh, yes, he played uh, the, the opposing Republican. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he could have played. He's like the when I was watching Homelander, I was kind of like, oh, he kind of reminds me of the guy right. from Altered Carbon. Also, that's coming which, out like, soon. The second season. He looks like such a just generic like Ken doll of a human being. Yep. In so many ways. Yep. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, really like that. And I think this is a good place to just say the Westworld season three trailer looks great, but we should start talking about video games because we are pretty far into this. Hell yeah. Games! I love games! Hell yeah, I love games! Let's talk about games! 
I love hearing Alex's laugh in the background of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to go through really quick and say, Tom, Alex and I played a little bit of Gang Beasts, some Halo Customs. That was really fun. Um, we did Slay the Spire, which uh, we'll talk about Game Club. Uh, but when Tom got off to go head to Alex, they're going to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. I played Escapist 2 with Alex, and we played this really cool mission, which is on a train. So that it was a train prison, so the whole thing is one long train. Uh, and it had a timer. So we failed the first time, but we had figured out how to win at that point. So we reloaded it, and we beat it within like six minutes on the second run. Wow. It was awesome. Yeah, that was, was really how fun. How did you escape? Um, we had to get enough crowbars, so then head to the caboose, uh, beat up the pris- the uh, security guard on the caboose so that the medic would come take them away, and then we could dislodge the caboose, and the rest of the train would go away from us, and we would eventually stop and then get off. It was awesome. That was really fun. In fact, uh, we- then we tried to do another one. We didn't have enough time, and so that was like, uh, we should have quit while we were ahead. But I- I'm excited to every now and then just uh, dip back in to some escapists too, just try another prison out because all of them are so different from one another. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty, pretty freaking cool. Um, Dan, what's the golf club? That's the golf game I played off and on again. Uh, that PGA game that I have on oh. Xbox. So You're like, I, I got bored enough that I was playing that again, and uh, I'm now frustrated from playing it too much. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want out of a golf game? I don't even know anymore. I think I just want time to pass. <laughs> <laughs> I just want some background music where it's relaxing and the game not to be, like, too hard to the point where, like, I actually have to think, which is probably asking too much. <laughs> yeah. I want, like, a mini golf. I want, like, Super 3D mini golf. But Dude, why haven't we gotten, like, a sick new mini golf game this gen? I don't know. It's so easy to make them. 3D Ultra Mini Golf Do some 3. dumb shit and make a mini golf course. It's very easy. Someone make it. I don't know if 3D Ultra Mini Golf 2 ever became backwards compatible. I know the first one is. I don't think it did. Which is bullshit. It was. One was great, but 2 added so many more levels. And then it had the map creator, too. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Yep. Great game. Great game. Yeah, and then you had that weird glitch in Madden that screwed you over. Well, yeah. I posted that on uh, Twitter and in the Discord. Uh, Basically, my team intercepted a pass in the end zone. And they decided that the other team caught the ball for a touchdown after reviewing it somehow, mm. which I don't understand how that happened. But I hope that the people over at Madden are laughing hysterically at everyone as these glitches roll in throughout the year because they just don't give a shit. Yeah, maybe there, there's something about like the way their system registered the fact that the ball made contact and he was in the their touchdown zone. Their system is just garbage. His, like yeah. half the time, the stuff that like the announcers say automatically makes no sense. Like, it, just everything about the game is half-assed, and they don't care because people are going to buy it whether it's half-assed or whole-assed. So, <laughs> yeah, it, whole it's, a, it's a very good point. It is a very good point. Whole-assed. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, what are you playing? Yeah, so... What, what the hell is Marble It Up? So, Marble It Up is an Apple Arcade game. It is something that I played on the flight a lot. Is and, this uh, tr- controller compatible? Uh, I, I don't know. But oh, okay. I would say that touchscreen might be the way to go because it is the that game that came built into Max back in the day that I used to play on my iBook G4 all the time when I was a kid. Like, like a Marble Madness type game. Marble, it's Marble. I'm pretty sure it's made by the same people because it is the same wow. power-ups, the same... 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It might not be. But you know who made Marble Madness, right? Oh, it's someone like actually well known, right? Uh huh. I'm not the architect of the PS4. Oh my god, fucking uh, Mark Cerny. Uh huh. Mark Cerny is the creator of Marble Madness. That that was his claim to fame for a very long time. Holy shit! Yes. Uh, I, well, I don't think he made this one then. But it, it's it's that. <laughs> well, that's probably phone. why it's not called Marble Madness, right? Marble. <laughs> uh, it's that on the phone. I really like these marble games. In fact, I'm actually going to talk about one later um, that was made in Dreams. Um, but if you have Apple Arcade and like the idea I do. of like doing marble runs, boom, this is good. Played a lot of Pokemon while I was in England. Basically, anytime I was in um, my hotel, just like in between things. I was trying to catch all of the new Gigantamax Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened, obviously, to last week's episode and you, t- Chris, talking about there being, um, you know, competing and uh, things happening depending on the time. You know, with with Gigantamax Pokemon being available at certain moments, right? Like yeah. the, uh, the toxicity is only available for the next few weeks or whatever. You know, that that thing of, like, I can only get this thing now. Like, I need to jump back in is 100% what this franchise, I think, needs. Especially Um, to get them through between, like, now and the DLC. Yeah, between now and June, absolutely. You know? But, you know. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Keep talking. No, no, no. I would just, like, I'm saying, like, going along with what you're saying, like, yeah. yeah. And, and, And I think they need to build that into, as you were saying last week, into everything, into battling as well. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the tournament, you know, uh, having some kind of thing where it's like, all right, you're the champion. you got to keep defending that title. And if you, you know, and if you fall behind, you know, you're not the, cha- you know, the champion anymore. However, they want to figure it out. Um, but I did catch my Toxitricity, caught a bunch of other Pokemon. Had a fucking shiny Gigantamax Charizard in my sights. But I didn't have my Master Ball because I'd already used it. What'd you use it on? Uh, what's the dog? Oh, yeah. I just use it on the. I just use it on legendary because I'm like, this is what it's designed for. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I had used my master ball, um, and didn't end up catching it, which really was sad. Yeah. Um, but I uh played some Sek- uh, Sekiro as a part of my backlog thing. I am uh, actually playing it quite consistently now uh, up until this upcoming Sunday, but. Uh, gone through a couple of bosses, fucking awesome game, and then jumped into Dreams uh, with its full release. Mm-hmm. And I would say that this is going to, we're going to look back on this in a few years and be like, this is such a defining game, such an amazing uh, creation, um, because even just the learning process and doing tutorials is a lot of fun. I did uh, earlier today a tutorial that just taught me how to texture things. Mm-hmm. And the way that it uh, teaches you, it's reteaching you stuff. So even stuff that you're like, oh, my God, how do I do this? It's It, it keeps reintroducing ideas as it introduces new ones. And so really enjoyed that. And then so I've been enjoying the creating process and I've been enjoying the games that people have made, including another fucking marble game. Someone made it. Uh, it's called Marble Stories. And it's uh, it's a, it's another marble. You got to control a marble through a course um i mean it feels like one of the easiest things to start with though like if you're making a game 
absolutely but it's the thing is is like it's so easy to start with but it's this one is really well designed and really tough um in a way that i don't think any of the previous ones i've played has been and um so i think if anyone has any dreams is only 30 bucks it's not even a full priced game oh wow yeah so anyone that has if you think you look at dreams and you're like this is another game where you make stuff i'm not very good at doing that i'm not interested the game does an excellent job of incentivizing you to keep t- tweaking and looking and playing the tutorials and actually giving the it a go and realizing this is a lot easier and it's not as daunting as you think it's going to be with the you know they've just learned so much from little big planet that they've refined that process and um I'm going to be playing this constantly for for a bit, I think. Hoping to make something cool. We'll see. But yeah. Hmm, so you're saying I should turn on my PlayStation again. I really <laughs> it's been I a while. <laughs> I really do think as long as, you know, as long as it is backwards compatible with the PS5 and going forward, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. This, this is going to be a must have, I think. Really. Is. I'm hoping that because I I am aware looking at it that there is a scale issue in the game you can only make things so large and interactive just because of you know memory right like um with ps5 i would hope that and the problem is that it'll fragment things but i would hope that you could then make larger worlds mm-hmm. you know yeah it, it should just the the additional processing and memory that'll be available on the playstation 5 should just increase your economy in that game yeah right uh, and uh, it's going to be that thing of like, how does that fragment the creator base? Yeah. Like, are there going to be creations that you can only play if you have the game on PS5? Right. Which um, probably, but then maybe they could just make it that if you're on PS4, you just won't ever see those. So like, you won't have the problem of like, you know. Yeah, I think I think that going forward, we're not going to have you know dreams remastered. You know, the no, Last of Us probably 2 not. remastered. We're go- they'll they'll have a patch. Maybe you paid like ten bucks to upgrade right. it. Or whatever, but you know, I think that um, yeah, if if the PS5 allows for future, you know, even more capabilities, yeah, like let's go down that road because what they've got right now is fucking fantastic. And yeah, if we can add to it, add to it. Um, Especially if it's just the economy, because like running out of space, like being like, oh, uh, my budget can't afford more polygons. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make the map larger. It's like, oh, this is the Your end dreams of. Dreams have become too big. Yeah, yeah. Dream, dream bigger on PS5. <laughs> oh, very good. Although, is it you Power Your Dreams, the Xbox One? That might be a problem there. <laughs> but Power Your Dreams, is that a thing? Power Your Dreams was the, uh, I know, I the slogan they had. Thing. Power Your oh. Dreams was the slogan they had when they revealed the Series X at um, uh, game, oh. the game Awards. So, yeah, but I think now, the thing I think about now is Microsoft's slogan is find your next favorite, because that's their whole Game Pass thing. And I feel like they're basically the Game Pass company now. I like that, too. Like um uh anything else before we go on to news? No, really. That's it, I think. Great. News. News. Uh Tom and I saw Sonic the Hedgehog and we both think it's pretty darn good. Pretty 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 good. So Larry David's in that movie? Uh that would be great. Fuck. Larry David as Big the Cat. Knuckles. Knuckles is just Larry David. <laughs> no, he doesn't have he doesn't have the attitude to be I know, but Knuckles. it would be really funny if he was. 
be such a miscast thing. <laughs> uh, Knuckles would be Jeff's wife. That's true. She'd be like, Sonic, like you that. fucking asshole, get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, but uh, we recorded a Patreon episode. Yeah. It's our bonus episode for the month. So if you want a 40-minute review uh, with Tuna a deep as well dive. as a special guest, yeah. we have that on our Patreon. So go check that out. If you have I will say... Because I don't want to entirely lock my thoughts behind that. I will say, I did like it. I was pleasantly surprised. I don't think it's a better movie than Detective Pikachu. Um, but I still think it's a pretty good movie. The The takeaway I had is pretty much the thing you said, which is um, the humor feels much more like a DreamWorks movie. Like, it does feel like a movie that was made for kids. So I hope with the next one, maybe they'll get, like, demographic feedback that says, like, hey, also a lot of adults saw this. And just, like... Like, if they could just inch it up a little bit more, I feel like it would go a long way. One, like, if, um, I, I feel like they could be on the level of Pokemon's humor, and yeah. that that is still fine for Sonic. Yeah. I think that that's still fine, um, and I hope that they do, because that was my biggest critique, because I wasn't finding it as funny as I hoped it would. There were some funny moments... But there wasn't anything that I was like, that's clever. That's really clever that they did this. <laughs> yeah, it was it was more like silly, weird, funny, which is like what, you know, children usually it's like funnier to kids. I was just you like know, huh, nonsensical. Huh. You know, like a little a little chuckle here yeah. and there. Um, <laughs> I loved everything with the uh well, you know what? Thank you. I, I I will see it eventually. Uh, let's go ahead and talk. Let's, let's do this downer news. Actually, let's do this out of Tom. What's going on with PAX East? Yeah. So, um, Sony will not be at PAX East. They are citing concerns over coronavirus. Um, there has been a reported case of coronavirus in Boston. So I think that that compounded with the fact that PAX is notoriously an event that everyone is constantly getting sick after. Um, they just don't want to open themselves up to that. Did we get sick after it? I haven't, but I have read many. If people someone was to, I would probably blame the the food, the pizza, <laughs> or the <laughs> or the turkey leg that I had one time. That was like, what the fuck is the pizza was so bad. The Chinese food, the 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 food at Pax is very bad. <laughs> the I know food that, court at Pax was not great. <laughs> I know that I know that Alan is going on on Thursday. Uh, Alan, if you're listening to this. Uh, do not, under any circumstances, buy any food in the actual convention center. It sucks, and it's um, expensive, and it's probably overpriced. It is. Yeah. Oh, and it's expe- that that pizza. It was, was like an eight dollar slice yeah. of garbage. Yeah, it was really. Because I will say, like, at least at uh, E3, if you go to the food trucks, like, of course, it's like through the roof. It's, it's stupid expensive, but the food truck food's usually pretty good, at least. Yeah, because it's just like food trucks. It's that just food go trucks around LA. Yeah. 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 Um, Nothing like that at PAX because it's cold as fuck, so there's no outside shit happening. Which is why it's more notorious that you get sick, too, because it's, you know, the end of the winter, early spring, usually, when it's PAX East in a cold place, so... Um, So, unfortunately... for it. And I had had appointments to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I had appointments to play fucking Last of Us 2, and uh, that's all gone out the window now. Um, But, you know, better safe than sorry, so they are not... uh, they're not going to be there, which is kind of crazy because on the map, they've got like three booths. They've got a, a lot of space that was dedicated to them. So I wonder if they're going to fill that out or if it's just going to be more, empty. Yeah, it's more tables the, to play tabletop games at. 
There you go. Well, they have a it's tabletop a... area that's like. I know what I'm saying. This back. is going to be more of that space. Yeah. Well, I get. I don't know. The indie we'll mega see. booth will become the the indie mega mega booth. Yeah, or um, like the side quest booth. Like they'll have a yeah. small because it's separate. It's at the very front. Sony was at the entrance, so it's far away from the mega booth. It's far away from the tabletop stuff. So, you know, I'll report. Are back. you? Can you? Can you try to? Uh, there's there's two things I want you to go check out. Sure. I want you to go because only because I've seen. Um, also, by the way, if you're writing in emails, please listener mail as the subject because now that we're in convention season again our emails just get flooded with so much stuff that it's so hard to find so listener mail if you want to make that the subject make or put it somewhere in the body so that we can find it by searching um but i saw biped is going to be there i played that at indicade and it is a ton of fun biped, it's okay. a co-op game so you'll have to play it with like a stranger unless you can meet up with alan and go over there um, but Biped is super cool. Do you know and who that's by? Because I mainly no, know my schedule by developer, not... I, I don't. They're a very okay. small team, um, but okay. they are... Uh, I mean, if you start, it's, in, it's in our mail. Sure. sure. Find it, but just typing in Biped. Biped. And then uh, if you could check out the Behemoth, because I just want to... Because they're going to have the Alien Hominid game there. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm, it's the first thing that I'm doing. Oh, great. Because that's, that's the like, a, one thing I really want to know. They're sponsoring a breakfast only yeah. for media on the Thursday. Great. And so it's uh, Alien Hominid is the first thing that I'm playing. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, and of course, any Mega Booth is, is where you should check out because I've got this lot of cool stuff. Well, now that um, I don't have those fucking my hour-long Last of Us appointment, i got plenty of time. <laughs> you do. You'll have a lot of time there. Man, yeah. that's that blows. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if you know about this, but Mobile World Congress, which is the like sort of giant... Cell phone uh, situation. Yeah, it's sort of like CES for mobile phones and tablets, and it's it's held uh, in the EU. It was canceled this year because yeah. like people just kept dropping out, um, and then eventually they were like, everyone's dropping out because of coronavirus, so we're just not going to hold this anymore. <laughs> so it's wow. crazy. Um, speaking of conventions, this Sunday I'm headed to DreamHack Anaheim. Uh, I'll be there with Matt Acevedo. They have a indie section and they also have a ton of like esports stuff so there'll be um like a overwatch tournament there's a actually no i don't think there's overwatch but there's fortnite there's halo there's a couple fighting game competitions there's smash melee and smash ultimate it actually starts on friday so it starts tomorrow and it runs through sunday which is great because we're both going on sunday um even though we have media badges we just neither of us are available except for sunday but sunday is actually like all the finals and the tournaments all start tomorrow. So we'll be there for all the finals, which is great. So we'll get to see the top eight uh, Smash players for both Melee and Ultimate. Um, I'm really excited for that. Ton of ton of good games and stuff happening at DreamHack and Anaheim. If you're headed to DreamHack, Anaheim, because I know we have some SoCal listeners. Uh, I think we have some like San Diego-based people. Let me know. We could meet up there. Um, and Animal Crossing had their direct today. I am very excited to get my island going. Let me tell you, we are one month away. March 20th will be the Animal Crossing New Horizons release. And I am excited to join the Northern Hemisphere. I am going <laughs> to uh, be pumped. So there's a lot of like quality of life improvements. There's a lot of great things they're doing in the game. Um, tons of new crafting in the game. But I think I'm just pumped to like have a really good game that can be played both mobily at like a high resolution finally and not like on a tiny DS screen uh, 
and on the TV at the same time. This is one of the few games that like I'm actually excited to do both for, like handheld, because I don't play a lot on my Switch handheld unless it's a game that is kind of passive that I can look away from. Um, because I, when I play handheld on the Switch, I like to do it while I'm doing other stuff, like watching TV. I don't want to do anything that... If, like, if I'm actively playing a game on the Switch handheld, then I'd rather probably just put it on the TV. So, very excited for this. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Animal Crossing Direct, Tom? <laughs> Tom's a big Animal Crossing fan, as we learned uh, on Twitter. I, I thought it looked actually a lot of fun. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to play it. I'm really not because I just know that it's mainly because of the fact that it's going to be a big time sink and Doom Eternal is coming out the same day, which I'm very excited for. Ooh. So I'm not going to play it. Yeah. Unless it, you know, it goes on sale, but it's not, you know, like, yeah. It's well, and you have Ori to. coming out the week before that too. There's, so. there's too many games. And so I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to fall in love with Animal Crossing, but I've got to say, I thought the stuff that they did show off looked fantastic, and mm-hmm. I thought that the fact that I think this is the first time you can like terraform in an Animal Crossing. Yes, so yes. that was huge. Um, yeah, the the actual shaping of your island looks very cool. Yeah, and you know, it's I can't help but enjoy the kind of uh, jovial nature of it all and the music, and it really does kind of get you in the chill, relaxed vibe. Um, but I thought. I, I was like, well, if I'm enjoying this, Animal Crossing fans must be fucking through the, you know, through the roof on the happy scale with this one. Yeah. So that's that's my two cents. I mean, the thing I always tell people is if you like games like The Sims, you will like Animal Crossing because it's like The Sims, except it has a lot less of the pressure that The Sims has and less like micromanagement. Um, I do. I do so. want to just say, though, I think it is absolutely absurd. So mm-hmm. they had like an FAQ section at the end. Mm hmm. And they were like, what happens if I lose my save data? And they were like, it's not compatible with the cloud save feature. Yeah. And if you do want to recover your data, you have to contact Nintendo directly. (laughs) Only certain cases are going to be resolved. And that isn't even going to be available until the summer. And I'm just like, why? How how is not every game... I know that Nintendo, like... I know that Nintendo doesn't know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to their online, but this needs to be, going forward, it Uh needs to be standard. Yeah, it's the way that the game is set up is the problem. So there's a lot of things that aren't going to make sense to you about it. So I understand what you're saying, and I wish there was like a smart way to do it, and there might be, but it's probably not as straightforward as you think. um, Because you also... So the way the game works is there's one island, and it's in real time. And so there's only one island. So if I have a profile on that system and you have a profile on that system, we're both on the same island. We don't have separate islands. Mm-hmm. So we share that same world. So for us to have cloud saves, if it then loads in like an older save of yours or something, but it's loading it into my current island, which has other data in it, like it, it kind of breaks. It's, it's a weird situation for Animal Crossing, which is why it doesn't have it. Um, but it, Pokemon's but the one that I'm more annoyed it. about because they, right, po- they only exactly. do it Pokemon so that you don't clone Pokemon. That's the only reason they're doing it is so that I can't send you a bunch of Pokemon and then restore from an old save. Whereas sure. at Animal Crossing, it's more complicated because of the way their island system worked. It's like a weird, unique thing that I've never seen in any other video game. <laughs> it's it, it's oh, yeah. God. No, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I like. There's a really big thread on Reset Hour about it. And, like, when I was reading it, I was like, I'm both annoyed about this, but also now that I understand, 
like this weird system they do i don't know how they could do it without getting rid of like the idea that there's this one world that like even when you're not playing the game stuff is happening so when you open it up like time has moved and things may have happened in your world and so since like all of the users on that console that console has its one world regardless of how many like if you start a new game you're still in our shared world that's i think where the problem comes in with the cloud saves uh it's a really weird thing but it's it is stupid and annoying and i totally agree with you on it um nintendo's online blows it's tales old as time <laughs> it's a tale a tales as old as time yeah um borderlands movie it's the last thing we got here on the news eli roth not necessarily the greatest but he's no uh Uwe Boll. You know, he's not he's not the worst. He's also the director of this. He's not the writer. The writer is the guy who did a uh, freaking Chernobyl. So that also means like this could be great. Um, well, you know, I was going to say Chernobyl. Yeah. Kind of have a bunch of facts. But so Borderlands at this point, you kind of have a bunch of material to work with, too. Yeah. And Borderlands is it's a treasure hunting story set in like a Mad Max world that has like space weapons. So it should be like a weird mix of sci fi and like Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones kind of stuff. Um, if you kind of put those together, because it shouldn't just be like a Mad Max style story, but they easily could do that, especially considering they got the guy who's doing Chernobyl. Um, do I mean, you think we're going to get something that's actually based on the story of the games, or like it's I think we'll get original. something that's based within the world of the games as to whether or not it's on the story. Like if it's on the story, I don't know who you make the main characters. If you go with like the first game and you follow the games. Or if you go to like the prequels, you do the pre-sequel, you do like the Handsome Jack era. I don't know. That's a great question. My guess would be they do an original character so they don't get screwed and like maybe they come across other characters that we know. So like we go to familiar places, see familiar faces. I like but that. With different I like the hunters. idea of just like bringing a new person into this world. Yeah. For this. Because then, yeah, you can use all the characters, but you don't have to pick and choose and make people angry they didn't choose their guy over another person. Right. And that's like and assuming then, they don't do an ensemble cast, but who knows? And then you could do like a, a tie-in with the game. Right. And it's like, all right, well, this the character that's in the movie, then now yeah, in the game. Now in the DLC, you can DLC. download them, DLC character. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. There could be a Telltale version for no yep. reason. Yeah, now that Telltale has been brought back to life. <laughs> that I think they're going to make another season of that because I think the Borderlands... Uh, oh, it was good. It was good. Not only good, but I think it sold well. Yeah, yeah it did. Um, so, it did. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that the way to go, because if I'm thinking about the stories of the three games, I'm thinking that there's, like, you can just kind of skip the first one. <laughs> you know, or or yeah, you know, package it. Yeah, the in first one makes puts down a lot of groundwork, but the second one is really, like, where the world expands. They they're going to have handsome Jack. He he has to be. Well, that's in the movie. that's the question. That's the yeah. that's that's the real question. Is handsome Jack in the movie, and is he a bad guy? Because he's not even alive, like you know, currently in the games. Which like, whatever. It's a fucking old ass game, Borderlands Two. Don't get mad at me if I just spoiled it for you. <laughs> I'm mad. I I think I think he has to be because I think that especially with them packaging the first two as the handsome Jack collection, like he is. The most recognizable thing, maybe other other than Claptrap, of Borderlands. Well, also the sirens. So, like, I could sure. see, um, you know, like one of the sirens being the character. I mean, the si- sirens is go- the sirens yeah. are going to be in the movies. Yeah, 
they have way to or another because that's really like one of the biggest draws of the show of the i am i am curious and do you think this is going to be a thing where it's like the uncharted film where it's like all right in a year eli roth's gonna drop out we're gonna no get i think dirt. they're gonna make it i think i think we just had two we had pokemon and detective pikachu both end up with fresh ratings neither super high but they were both profitable and they both yeah. were well received by f- critics and fans so i think we're finally like this this is the era that i expected us to be at is i think not that comic book movies are going away but they're just a genre now it's not a fad like we now have the ability to make comic book movies forever and they'll just always be around and they'll and, and they'll just slowly get better hopefully over time I think it's just because the CG finally caught up to the comic books. Right, that's what I mean. It's yeah. it's that and figuring out how to how to display them. Like yeah. like they had to get it wrong a lot until they figured out how to get it right. And with video game movies, they were in the same place. And I think now they're like finally at that. We're at the like, you know, possibly the early Marvel, you know, like two thousands era of comic book movies for yes, video games. This is the like equivalent of this is the equivalent of Blade. Yeah, like, or even like the original Spider-Man movies, or you know, maybe not quite that good yet, but like, that's the area we're in. Where I think in ten years there'll be a bunch of good video game movies. The the I think that the the main thing that comic book movies learned and now video game movies are learning is that don't be afraid of the source material. Lean into it totally. Like like play it up. Yeah, and that is what is going to make it a success instead of like trying to force it in make it its own genre instead of trying to force it into other genres but that's and that's the biggest concern i would have with this because if i could pick any director to make borderland to be like a taiko atiti not an eli roth yes, because oh eli roth God. did like hostile and like and then if you have this guy yeah. who's doing chernobyl i would be worried that they'll go into this as like a mad max movie and it'll be very drab and dark and mad no Maxi. Color, right, right. Yeah. and this should be colorful and and funny and weird and stupid so like yeah. it is very possible this will just be garbo but it also could be very good because <laughs> think about all the cool guns they could do no the, the movie has a ton of potential yeah and there's a ton of storytelling potential there and you could make a really cool fun you know absolutely hour 45 film out of this yeah and that would be cool but you know as much as I am like, yay, the writer of Chernobyl, I'm like, the writer of Chernobyl? Like, I know. That is, uh, the tone is not really what I do. But, but hey, he's a great writer, so also, like... That's all that matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> that show was amazing. Like It was. It, was it really, really was. It was captivating. Uh, so, hopefully it's good. Uh, Dan, do you have a fortune for us today? I do. Hell yeah. Let's hear it. It's not going to be a fortune. I just feel like I'm feeling this one's not a fortune. <laughs> Let's see here. Try not to make a mess. Oh, it broke open on its own. Perfect. All right. Let's see here. Oof. Ugh, it's a shit one. All right. The road to knowledge begins with the turn of the page. That That's what it says. Uh, I guess it's saying uh, read a, a book. Pretty much. Uh, it it's also like, hey, tells you me. you want to know something? This is more interesting than that. Uh, well, that's confusing as hell. So it tells me how to say Europe on the back, but it gives me two separate languages. I'm guessing Mandarin and Cantonese, but I don't know which is which. So uh, 
I also can't pronounce it. It's like ooh or something like that. O U or I don't know. Yeah. It's kind it's got, of has it got an accent on it? Uh so it does over the O. Right. Do you know which one? Which O? No, what accent? <laughs> oh, uh it just looks like a, a straight line. Oh, a flat line? A flat line. Like a, huh. Uh, so the accent should be like Beep. Yeah. So basically, the it, there was an accent, but it died. Yeah. I think I think that one is like a, a truncated sound. It's like a oh, it's like a. All right. I think so. That's what yeah. we're going with. How to say uh, Europe? I think it's not like uh, your rope. It's not an elongated sound. I don't. Know. All right. Anyway, we have lucky numbers. <laughs> Those Let's get translate. Em. Here we go. Thirty-eight, nineteen, thirteen. 16, 32, and 15, fuck off. Unless you win the lottery, and then congratulations. No, in that case, definitely fuck off. <laughs> I deserve 10%, baby. Come on. <laughs> finder's fee. Finder's fee. Yeah, finder's if you win fee. the lottery, you have to you have to subscribe 15 accounts to, to our most expensive at Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. At least for a month. Listener mail? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. If you've got emails, we want to hear them. You can send them into email at unrankedpodcast.com. That's email at unrankedpodcast.com. We also would love to hear that lovely, lovely voice of yours. It's 805-738-8692. You can leave us a voicemail at 805-738-8692. Drop your questions in the Discord as well. It's all in the show notes, but we know you don't check them. So next time, leave a review. Take the time. Check the notes. Send us an email. Show notes. This first one, via Discord. Not gaming related, but I feel like you'd have strong opinions about this. What's your take on reclining your seat on a plane? Rude or fine? You guys go first. Um, I've thought about this too long. Genesee via Discord. Um, Well, first I'll say the guy who's hitting the person's seat is an asshole. Like, no matter what, I don't care. Like, unless that person turned around and spat in that guy's face, he's, he's wrong. The per who, like who's wrong in that situation? It's the guy that's hitting someone else's seat. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first thing. Second, if someone else is going to recline their seat, which they are, then I'm going to recline my seat. If no one's going to recline their seat, then fine. If like if if we came to a consensus on the plane <laughs> and we're like, are we reclining or not? I'm cool with that. But I'm not going to have You're less space because the other person seat. is going to yeah. recline. Yep. And so, quite frankly, if we're all going to have the same amount of space either way, we all may as well be leaning back. Yeah. I, I still can't believe at this point in time that we do not have a back row that they've built so that you can recline it. Like, they just don't give a shit on the Well, no, like, they the just airlines. keep taking space away. I know. The, the airlines <laughs> fucking suck. But at the same time, the option, yeah. the option is there to recline. You yeah. are allowed to recline. It's When you're buying a plane ticket, oftentimes, I know there's some airlines that don't, but there's still ways around. Like, oftentimes, if you buy a ticket early enough, you can choose your seat. Right. And if you choose your seat, don't choose the last row because you can't recline. Right. There are things like Seat Guru. I think it's is it Seat Guru or something like that out there, where it's like you can look at the plane and see which seats have issues or don't have issues, different parts of the plane. And if yeah, same. Like I probably I'm not a big recliner. I probably recline like maybe a quarter of the way, unless the person in front of me goes crazy. In that case, I need to. But. It, 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 you're allowed to recline as and totally. <laughs> punching someone's seat for three hours. God given right. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you're allowed to recline within reason. If you're reclining and then throwing your hair over the back of the seat, not within reason. 
But you're in your own space. As long as you stay on your side of the seat and you recline, you're fine. Keep your body in your space. Yeah. You paid yeah, for no, that I'm space. Tra- yep. That's totally, how it works. I'm totally with if you. If you paid you're for the allowed- shitty space in the back that people recline into, that sucks for you, but that's what you paid for. I'm, I'm totally with you guys. The, the reclining, yeah, that guy in that video, an asshole. Uh, you are well within your reason to recline because everyone can recline and... But the real enemy of the airlines. They really oh, yeah, are. of course. If yeah, the airlines that, actually gave a yes. shit about presenting an... We should not a, be fighting a, this a comfortable whole thing environment. of us. That'd be different. Right. This whole thing of us fight, fighting each other, recliners and non-recliners, we need to band together, we need to unify, and we need to take down the airlines, because no, those no, no, are the guys... Don't use that terminology, Tom. Tom, as someone who doesn't <laughs> sound like they're from this country, do not say the phrase, take down the airlines. That's probably not safe for you. <laughs> Well, he didn't say take the plane. Take down, down the airline companies. That's fair. That's take take down the big airline. Take down big business. Yeah, because I mean they... it's, it's the same thing as like people who are like making twenty dollars an hour doing whatever they are, and they're getting pissed because other people want fifteen dollars an hour for their minimum wage. They're like, well, I worked my ass off to make eighteen dollars an hour at this job at this corporation. They want fifteen. Right. It's like no, no, no. Don't be mad at them because they want a wage that like doesn't put them like, in complete poverty, even though they're yeah. working, like, 60 hours a week, be mad at your boss for also but underpaying Chris, you. Also, Chris, you, also Chris people... you have to put yourself in the spot of the CEO. I mean, can you can you imagine that if you closed, like, one more deal and you didn't make another $15 million per year? I mean, how ridiculous would that be? That You'd Eat be so rich. angry. <laughs> All those people that hate the politics on this show, they're going to love this episode. But I agree, baby. because I'm like, those people, those people are like, those people are like, no, don't cancel the student debt because I had to pay mine yeah, off. Yeah, that's a silly well, argument, too. Like, no, that's what that's not how you should look about? at it. Guess what? The- <laughs> I have no student debt, and I am 100% for all of it being paid off. We could say this everyone else. isn't here today, but like, I'm in favor of anything that makes the world a better place to live in. Uh-huh. Not necessarily a better place for me, but in general, yes. I'm, I'm for it. That's yeah, the way totally it needs agree. to be. That's the way that people need to totally vote, agree. act and vote. Also, Instead of their own self fucking interest, all like it would improve Spite other voting things is not worth economically <laughs> for me. If other people didn't have such crippling debt, it would make exactly. it would make other things better for me. Just it wouldn't directly like what is immediately that phrase, help old me. Old tides raise the boats. Yeah. What is that? Rising tide raises all ships. It, yeah. It's true. The us canceling yeah. the student debt would be such a. Uh, it would be the biggest stimulus well, package this fucking country had ever seen. Well, same, it and be... it's the same thing with the healthcare too. Oh, dude, yeah. I don't those two get things into would. It. That's for another and that's and that's like the, all the billionaires. <laughs> no, fuck it. All the billionaires. Fuck the billionaires. Yeah, fuck, fuck it. The fuck Mike Bloomberg. Fuck Trump. Yeah, fuck, oh my God, fuck Bloomberg. <laughs> fuck Bloomberg, man. All right, that's what I'm about. And if you don't like us talking about it, you can suck it. Actually, I mean, look, if, we, if you really don't want to hear us talk about it. You're free to Just hit that forward. 15 seconds ahead button anytime yeah. you want. <laughs> uh, we we very rarely talk about this stuff, um, yeah. but you know it's it's when you're bombarded by it all the time. Tuna, like to not by the way, t- just to stick up for Tuna's opinions, his opinions are I don't want anyone touching my money. That's generally his only political right. opinion he has. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. He, he's he's he's, he's, he's he, he, yeah. He's Tuna. Uh, let's talk about the next one, Tom. Or no, I put Dan. Dan, you read this one. Speaking of tuna. Speaking of tuna, mayonnaise, the real killer. No, uh, here we go. 
So, uh, with Tuna's absence, I make a formal complaint. Why do people leave the scene after doing something stupid? My girlfriend's car was just hit in the parking lot of a restaurant, and the person drove off. So, we got their car and them on camera, and we don't have the plate, but we know where they went, and there's not even any damage to my girlfriend's car. It's just annoying as fuck, and if they would just have come in and been like, hey, I'm sorry, it would have been fine, and we would have, like, let it go, but now we have to file a police report and go through all that bullshit. That's from Noah, Reno, or Renault. I don't know which one. I hear what they're saying, but I don't understand why they're bothering to file a police report if there's no damage. Yeah, that seems like a waste of time. It um, feels like a total waste of time. There must be time. some damage, but not a lot of damage. Like, it's got to be like, at least like a scratch or two or something. Something to the yeah. point where you care. Otherwise, you wouldn't know it got hit in the first place. Unless right? they saw Unless it. Unless they saw it happen. Yeah, but also, like, that person doesn't know. So, and so, like, I'm wondering, did on the video, did that person get out of their car and look to see if there was damage? And if there wasn't, then they drove off? Because if they did, then, like, who fucking, like, they don't know where you are. Yeah, and, like, they I don't know how to find you. To answer like, the question, like, why would they do, why would they run away? Um, yeah. Because they don't want to be in trouble and they're not thinking straight right. at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, I, not to defend them, that's just obviously what's going through their mind. I'm not saying this person's in the right, but I also feel like unless there are scratches or something in this car, and this is just me, but this feels like a little bit like one of those, well, it's the principle of the matter things that like is honestly going to cause you more stress than you're going to get any kind of satisfaction out of. So the police aren't going to do shit about this. Yeah. And and honestly, if there's no damage, they really shouldn't waste their energy on it. Yeah. But. don't. That's what I'm saying. It's like, don't don't waste your, that, your energy. So there was a time, so I remember when I was in college, I had um, just gauged a pulling out of a parking spot wrong, and I had, like, hit the car next to me, uh-huh. and I, you know, reparked and checked, and I was like, there's no damage. Yeah. Like, they, like... Then you but... leave, if there's no damage. That's what I would do. If there's well, no I, damage, I, <laughs> you leave. I I left, I did leave a note on the window, because I was like, well, if, if maybe I'm not seeing it correctly, uh-huh. and maybe... You know what? I just want to cover my bases. So I wrote a note and was like, hey, I hit your car on the way out. Here's my number if you want to talk about it. And I got a phone call <laughs> later that day. And they were like, hey, so you left the note. You like reversed out and like hit my car. And I was like, yeah, I was in. I explained the situation. Like, I was like, yeah, there's no damage. And I was like, I thought that too. I, I figured that's what it, you know, there was no damage. And they were like, so I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I guess we just don't do anything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, and so that's the thing also is if you leave that note, and there was no damage, but there was damage somewhere else on the car, and you didn't write, I hit your car here, and I have video of right. that. They can be, then you put yourself, you're, you fuck yourself, because they can go to their insurance and be like, cool, here's sure. this guy's information. Uh, that scratch that I fucked up my car like six months ago, I can now get covered by this guy's there it is. Yeah. like insurance. It's just, you're putting yourself on the liability. I guarantee people tap other people's cars all the time, and as long as there's no issue, you should not like be bothering leaving any information because then you're also just opening yourself up to liability because you can't trust anybody. You can't. You can't trust anybody. <laughs> That's a very paranoid way of thinking. <laughs> now, now I sound like Alex Marino because <laughs> they're going to come for your money. <laughs> they're going to come take my money. God damn it, stay away from my money. <laughs> um, again, I'm not saying that Noah's wrong here, but I also feel like if there's no damage, I don't know. I don't think I, I wouldn't have done shit either. I would have left. Like, maybe I'm an asshole, but I'm sure my car's been bumped into dozens of times. There's been no scratches, and I got no notes. I think that's under the article fine. of, uh, I believe it's the no, no harm, no foul rule. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and as far as the principle of the matter goes... She said, branch off, boys will be boys. Yeah, boys will be boys. <laughs> boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. If there's more context to the situation that we're missing, because it feels like maybe there is, let maybe. us know. If we're just assholes, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized, like, this guy's like, someone hit my car. And he's like, I'm going to complain to these guys. They'll sympathize. And we're just, like, laughing. We're like, who cares? Yeah, this is, I feel bad, because Noah's great, writes in all the time, but I just, I, I can't figure out how to get on board with him here. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I, I can't figure it out. So, um, you guys want to do a game? <laughs> Only if there's a crappy yeah, so jingle in front of it that one of us sang. Damn. We don't have one for for. Well, this. then I don't want to play a game anymore. Well, we're we doing need it. one of those. We need one of those. <laughs> oh wait, that's wrong. There you go. Uh, today we are gonna play. What's in a game name game? Tom, you're probably familiar with what's in a game name game. This is something that I guess I came up with a while ago, but forgot about. Tom, how are you not familiar with this? Come on. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Are you familiar with this game? Explain it to me and I'll tell (laughs) Uh, you. Okay, so it it accidentally premiered during last week's trivia duel. What's in a game name game is reverse game or no game. I will give you the summary of an actual game, and then it will give you three game titles. Only one of them is real. Oh, I did play this. Uh, so you will have to tell me which is the real game. There are no total fake outs here, unlike Game or No Game. All of these have a real game, so these are all real summaries of a game. But they're generic enough that you're just going to have to try to figure out which one sounds like okay. a game. Okay. So, And we're texting you, I see. Yeah, just text me your answer and, uh, you know, ABC, and we'll go over all the answers at the end. There's only five of these. Let's start it out. All right, so your first one, a mutant. Cast out by his creators, only to develop a love for electronic music. It isn't long before candy-spewing sloth comes calling, and you must save the world. This surreal adventure game is set in the strange and post-apocalyptic Eastern European country of Cruzes. Let's see. Uh, K-R-U-S-Z. Hold on. Let me just put all this up on my phone, because it's on my computer, and it's so tiny te- that text is hard to read. Okay, so here's your three games. A, Paradigm, B, Another Other World, or C, Mutant Zone. Are we texting each one individually right now? Um, sure, yeah. Um, so it, all, of, all of these titles are real titles. You didn't make any of these up. Um, I, only one of these is the actual title for the game. Mm-hmm. It's possible that some of these are titles of other games, but mm-hmm. I didn't do that on purpose, if that's the case. So there's Can one you read real the description title. again? I'm sorry, you spoke at the same time. So there's one real title? Yeah, there's one real title. That's one of these okay. is the title of the game. You have to figure out which one is the title of this game. A mutant cast out by his creators, only to develop a love for electronic music. It isn't long before a candy-spewing sloth comes calling, and you must save the world. This surreal adventure game is set in the strange and post-apocalyptic European country of Cruises. Is it A, Paradigm, B, Another Other World, or C, Mutant Zone. Okay, we're going to go to your next game. A third-person adventure game starring a brother and sister who have to stop a bitter old man from kidnapping creatures responsible for making good dreams happen. Is it A, 12 Tales, B, 40 Winks, or C, Alex and Anna's Never-Ending Nightmare? Mm. I'll reread it while you're thinking. A third-person adventure game starring a brother and sister who have to stop a bitter old man from kidnapping creatures responsible for making good dreams happen. Okay, your third game. The year is 1999, 
an alien meteor named Dark Seed crashes in Nevada, rapidly turning all American people into zombies. You are the world's only hope, a disembodied ghost head of a samurai named Namakubi. You must float through American cities, destroying buildings with eyeballs and vomit while catching hostages falling from the wreckage in this 8-bit adventure. Is it A, Demon Space, B, Undead States of America, or C, Zombie Nation? Fuck. (laughs) All right. Our fourth title, Greenwood High School. Located in a remote mountainous area, two students found themselves trapped and vulnerable. The place they once knew has changed in unsettling ways, haunted by evil creatures. To escape, they must explore the mysterious campus filled with ominous objects and puzzles in this adventure title. Is it A, Detention, B, Demon Academy, or C, After School Activities? Ooh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, Dan, I don't like that. Oh, I, I mean, wasn't. I'm not. I wasn't even reacting based on your guesses. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even reacting to that as if like you thought that was the answer, but more as uh It was just funny the way just, you said it. Yeah, because <laughs> it was just so quiet and just ooh, I like he was that. Like, ooh, I like that. It's good if it's the name for the game. It's good. Good stuff. Um, and then your final game: control and command an army and build structures such as farms to gather required resources. Lead the revolution with an army of flame-throwing boars. Mustard gas lobbing skunks. I've never seen that word. Gas lobbing. Uh, gas lobbing skunks and a paratrooper puking owls in this real time strategy game featuring single and multiplayer. I'm just going to reread it for you. Control and command an army, uh, build structures such as farms, gather required resources, lead the revolution with an army of flamethrowing boars, mustard gas lobbing skunks, and paratrooper puking owls in this. RTS game featuring single and multiplayer. Is it A, party animals, B, tooth and tail, or C, herds of prey? <laughs> I get they're, they're lobbing mustard gas canisters, I'm assuming. Yeah. I just, when I went to read it, it was fractured by line. So yeah. I thought, I couldn't tell if it was one word or a dash. And so I went to read it as one word and I was like, gas lobbing? Gaslobbing? Okay, I have all answers. Let's go through and find out who got what. Uh, The first one. This was the mutant adventure game. What'd you guys put? I went with B. So you went with another other world. Yeah, I like that title. I said another other, yeah. I went with it too. The name of this game was A, Paradigm. That was my second choice. Paradigm is the name. It would have to be something that sounded cool and EDM-ish, but I couldn't pick which one. (laughs) Yep. I was along the same track as Diana, if I'm really being honest. Uh, I called it... So I went with Mutant Zone, because there's a game that's called, like, Mute-A-Zone or something. Mute-Zone. Yeah. And I went. Yeah. I came up with another Otherworld, because I was like, oh, this sounds like a weird thing, like Oddworld. So that's why it's I came good. up it's with that. It's a good name for a game. Um, I really someone thought should, that Someone was should it. take that name. Someone should take Run it. Run with it. Yeah. Someone should take yep. it. I really thought that was it. Uh, the next one, third-person adventure game starring a brother and sister. What'd you guys I put? B. I also put I B. put B as well. You guys both put B. Forty Winks. It was not Twelve Tales, and it was not Alex Nada's Neverending Nightmare. It was Forty Winks. This was a game it that came familiar. out on PS One. I might have actually played that game. It's PS One. Yeah. Wow. Or at yeah. least seen it being played. 
That's a PlayStation 1 game. In fact, I think it just came out for the N64. Wait, what? They did a, it was supposed to come out for the N64, and it got canceled. And I think there was a Kickstarter like last year, <laughs> and now they released the version for the N64. Wow. Interesting. Um, all right. There are three more. The year is 1999. This is the Alien Meteor Dark Seed, crashed in Nevada. This was an 8-bit game on the NES. What did you guys guess? I went with C. I went with B. Tom, you went with Undead States of America. Dan, you went with Zombie Nation. The answer was Zombie Nation. Yeah. Two points to Dan. Undead States of America sounds like something Chris definitely thought of and went, that's close enough to the other one and clever. Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> I sort of. I sort of, with that one, was like, well, I need something that, another word for zombie that's not like walker or something, so I with undead. And then I was like, well... They say America here, so that works. <laughs> uh, Greenwood High. All right, so these kids go back to their school. School's all fucked up. What'd you guys guess? C. I went B. All right, Demon Academy and after school activities. The answer is detention. I don't know. We both had an answer. I had no idea in that one. Detention. <laughs> uh, final one. Will Tom tie it up or will Dan run away with the win? Control and command an army of animals. What'd you guys guess? I went with C. I put, I put B. Dan, you went with herds of bre- uh, herds of prey. Tommy with yeah. tooth and tail. The answer was tooth and tail. Oh, tooth right, and tail is the answer, which means we need a tiebreaker. So I've got a tiebreaker. I've got an idea. Okay, Chris, you turn around, gouge one of your eyes out. We guess which one it is. No, no, no. no. <laughs> How about you pull a dollar out of your pocket? Each of us guesses a number. The closest to the first number on that bill wins. I've got, I've got something here. Don't worry. Okay. I'd like to know the, you know the winner of this tiebreaker will win a brand new car. Tom's on board with that, I assume? Yeah. All right. So I've got some true-false questions. This is from uh, old pub trivia that we've done. So let's see if you oh guys boy. can remember. Uh, and we'll just keep going until one of you gets it right and the other gets it wrong. So you're going to text me your answers. This first one, the New York Times first dipped their toes into the world of gaming with an AOL-partnered crossword puzzle application on Windows 95. So did the New York Times first dip their toes into the world of gaming with a crossword puzzle app for AOL on Windows 95? True or false? You guys both guessed false. The answer was false. Let's do another one. Was it Windows 98? Is that why? I don't know. This was made... (laughs) This was made possibly two years ago. I, I rarely delete my notes, so I just typed in, like, pub tea, and a bunch of notes came up. Uh, all right. The popular gaming energy drink, Balls, B-A-W-L-S, is featured in a Fallout game on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox alongside the series' prominent beverage, Nuka-Cola. True or false? Tom, is it true or false? Uh, I got uh, Tom's answer. Yeah, I, wait, wait, wait. I said it was false. There we go. Did you I just it? got Dan's. Tom? I said it was false. And Dan? I went the opposite way. And you said it was true? It was true! Dan! Hey! Wow! The the irony of me winning when it's a fallout question is is just so great. I just don't remember that. (laughs) Hell yeah. I really don't. Damn, Dan. Good job. I think you won uh, another game we played pretty recently, Uh, too. Yeah, I think I did. I think I'm on a little streak. Um, that was pretty good good show we are gonna throw it over to game club 
All right, it's time for Game Club. This is our 207th episode of the Unranked Podcast, and it's our, what do you think, this is the 8th game in the Game Club? The 10th game in the Game Club? 8 sounds about right. Yeah, somewhere between 8 and 10. We're almost hitting double dig. Sure. Almost at them. <laughs> double double dig. Uh, today we are talking about a game we chose about a month ago, which is good because we needed some time to climb that tower. Mm. And of course we were talking about Slay the Spire. All right, let me let Let's me just go around let me as ask, we do. Hold on, let me ask you right off the bat: Did uh, anyone beat this game? Yeah, this, I mean, this is what I was in the middle of doing. Well, you always gotta like cut me off while I'm building to the thing, so bad. that you can say it for some reason. Too bad. <laughs> did anyone beat the game? No, 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 negative. No, no. And no. I, I'm telling you right now, the number of hours I put into this thing, and the fact that I did, yeah. like Brittany was sitting here watching me play. It's been, yeah. it's been a thing. It's been a thing. It's. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I got as close as you can get. Mm-hmm. I got to the last. I got to the final boss. I okay. was so, playing yeah. the final boss. It's basically, time. this is the same experience I've had, and it's the same experience I have with uh, Dead Cells, which I've gotten to the final boss multiple times, <sighs> but never completed it. I'm curious, and we'll get into this, but Tom, did you get up to the final boss? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I probably have played the least out of the three of us, but I've played yeah. quite a bit, but I didn't get anywhere close to uh, the final boss. At least I don't um, think. Alex, at what point did you stop trying to build different types of decks and just try to always go for the same kind of deck? A couple of days ago. Okay. I feel like once I started doing that, I had a lot more success, and that's yeah. basically the exact same uh, experience I had with Dead Cells, <sighs> which it's like that sort of a thing with these. Well, who are you playing as? All right, so there's three there's three players, there's three character classes that you can play as. The silent mm-hmm. or the other two. The is uh, the silent the the first character you have? No. Silent no. is the second. Right, the guy with the hood. Yeah. Um I can't think of it. Cuz I basically you know, the reason why there's I know the this, iron the iron I, uh, Yeah, that's the first oh, yeah. character. That's the first one. And then there's yeah. the third one that's like the robot. The yeah. de- the defect or the watcher. So I'm assuming, Alex, that you're like me and you're a silent player then. I wasn't originally. I was playing as the third guy. Um, oh. I can't believe I can't find Slay the Spire classes. The Ironclad, the silent, the defect. The spot. Well, okay, so. Oh, bef- the defect. Yeah. So the- while, yeah, while you now look you into it. that and get your thoughts, we should go over what this game is because we haven't yes. done that <laughs> or said if go we enjoyed it. it. Go for it. Before we get into the weeds. So Slay the Spire is a deck-building roguelite where you play in a sort of uh, dungeon and you're climbing this tower. You're going through trying to get to the final floor. There's several floors, and on the floors there's different um, challenges. You know, actually, the map on this reminded me a lot of... um, uh, What was the the space game we played over the summer? Oh, Um, yeah. What was the name of that game? The first-person shooter. Yeah, the first... Void Bastards. Void Bastards. Oh, Void Bastards, yeah. yeah. Yes, and uh, if anyone's played Bad North, which is also another roguelite where when you start, you can tell like the next step of your map, like, oh, it might have this type of um, reward. Like, I might be getting a relic here, and I need to be going for a relic. But you don't know still what you're actually going to get from it, but you have an idea of like possibly what you're going after as you pick through the map. Um, so you're building a deck as you go through these floors, fighting these monsters it's a very simplified uh deck fighting experience very simple and 
yep. the randomness of what you get through that map as you go through the floors is really determinant of whether or not you're going to be successful at that boss because there's so many times where I was playing it and I was like I just need this one card yep. like I'm building towards <laughs> this one thing and I never get it and basically like the cards yeah. that I was getting were for the other kinds of decks that like you'd want to build right. you're fucked right so with yeah so um, as you climb the tower there's different rooms you can encounter one is you battle another one is a question mark so you either get like this I don't know like a role like a pick your own adventure kind of a thing yeah. right where you get like you have to choose i don't know something happens and then you have to choose whether or not you well, want Well the ra- the random things can be that it can be I it know, can be was... a treasure or it can be a Yeah and there's then there's then there's the shops where you can buy cards and relics and potions and then there is the treasure chest where you can get a relic and a relic right. is a, is a good is sometimes a buff and sometimes it's not sometimes it's like a half buff half fuck you so sometimes you don't want to <laughs> pick up those relics Mm. Um, I found every single time I hit a boss, I almost never picked up one of the relics that I got from a boss because like the negative effects outweigh the positive ones for some of them. Yeah, sometimes um, the negative effects are a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so there's three cla- there's three classes the you can play as the cur- not even just the curses. One was like you have two strength for the remainder yeah. of your time, but right. you can't pick up gold anymore. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck that. So <laughs> you know. So there's three classes, the Defect, the Silent, the Ironclad. Um, the Ironclad is the one you originally start with. He's kind of like your brute yeah. force guy. The Silent, um, that guy uses poisons and like zero-point shift cards, and you really have to build your deck based on which one you want to do. And the Defect right. is someone who um, deals like damage at the end of each turn based on how many orbs he has around him, which is who I was playing as for a while, and I just could not get past the second act. And then I started doing the silent, and I tried, and I basically focused on a poison deck. And I had to get this one card. Yep. Otherwise, the whole thing is a dud. You have to get mm. Noxious Fumes, which every turn gives the enemy three poison, which will deduct and stack every single turn, which made the whole thing great. I got it one time, and then at the final <laughs> boss, I just, just fell apart. It's just this game is so frustrating. <laughs> I like how simple the game is, but it it it, it takes no time to figure out how to play. Yeah, but you learn there as you is go. Such, but I don't feel like it's uh, it's it's a long time. You know what no, I mean? Like it, not, it, it doesn't no. say like you have to like when you get cursed or or you get a buff or you get like a a weakness hit on you, you have to move your cursor to find out what it is. Once you find out, it's not like the game doesn't hold your hand like Zelda, and like. No. Like if someone puts a vulnerable like a vulnerable attack on you or, you know, beefs up their strength, the game doesn't pause and say, This does this. You know right. I mean? yeah. It's just you gotta figure that shit out. Right. Yeah. Which is easy and enough I, to do. Yeah. And and I, I think that it I think that when you start to uncover how deep everything goes despite that simplicity, like the game really really shines and then you're figuring right. out okay how are we gonna use these cards and there are so many times i was playing i played uh, a lot as ironclad i actually mm-hmm. really liked um yeah. the card deck that That's i could build with I him guess is that you would play as that um and i i just always i could because i loved like uncovering more ways and there were new ways to build the deck that i hadn't even really even thought about and yeah. Um, then you just like sometimes you you have a match where you are just like untouchable. Like you can wipe people out 
super super quickly taking no damage um i i really enjoyed that aspect of it um so the thing i'll say about it which i find really interesting is that the runs are pretty quick i mean this this game i've already said it once i'll try to not to say it again but it felt even though the gameplay couldn't be farther away from dead cells everything about it felt the same like average run for me in dead cells like even if i'm getting up to the end boss between like 30 minutes to an hour like for a long you know for like a long run same thing with this outside of like my first time that i played where i went much slower because i was like reading everything going through very slowly and being careful i'd say 45 minutes to an hour is like probably how long a, like a run would go assuming i was doing well mm-hmm. or, or i was getting my butt kicked and then it, you know it was like 20 minutes mm-hmm. um but it's like the whole first floor you're kind of just getting through and hopefully you're going to have the right cards that when you get to the second floor you can build the deck the way you want to but then like you might quickly find out that it's just not going to happen this time and i'm like uh, like i would start to debate should i just wipe and start over i did that a bunch of times where i just wiped. right i was just like i have to wipe i don't have the i don't have the cards i don't have the heart of the cards right i I can't (laughs) this isn't gonna work i'm gonna waste my time because there's no way i'm getting to the end with this like this is shit like there is a lot of luck in well, I don't know how much luck is involved, but there's a decent amount of luck. Involved. No, there there is. There's a decent yeah, amount because, of luck, but there is a yeah. lot of strategy. Like you cannot go into this game. It's a ton of it. And you, you quickly well actually I don't know how quickly you realize, but you should realize pretty early on that you Okay. Let me backtrack. When when you defeat an enemy, when you win a battle, you get gold, you get a potion, and you get a choice of one of three cards. Mm-hmm. You learn pretty early on that you don't always want to take a card. Like, you do not want your deck being 20-something cards. Like, you you want to be able to go through your deck, like, uh, rotate through that deck maybe once or twice. No, maybe within three turns, I think you want to be back to the... Yeah, with the way that your hand wipes and your deck wipes. The way that your hand... And and then you should have some power cards in there that you want to use because power cards are used once and they beef you up and then you never see that card again during that battle. But you want your car. I think you want your deck to be somewhere around the, in the range of like fifteen, if mm-hmm. that, so that you you and like you have a specific strategy that you just keep doing over and you keep repeating over and over and over again. If you've optimized your deck, you want those cards to keep coming out. Yeah. So like at each stop, you don't necessarily always want to take a card, no. and then you really because have to consider the relics too, because the relics aren't always great. They're not. They're they're good. You always got to consider. You have to consider. There's a lot of strategy involved. You can't just go. Oh, I'll take a shiv for the silent this time, which is like a four point damage for zero mana, if you want to call it mana, Um, and then also have poison at the same time for the silent. Like you need to pick one or the other. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. Right. Right. Because I I, go ahead, Chris. I was just gonna say like. Sorry. Well, for for me, for me that Wait, with the so ironclad, so... uh, in that line of thinking, with the ironclad, there were uh, these attacks that I had that allowed me to, um, you know, uh, they were basically like my attack power was dependent on my defense power, and um, so I was just like basically defending you know blo- adding amounts to my blocking and then using that as like a huge attack at the end and so when i would pull cards and i wouldn't have anything that added to my block and it was just like strike cards or things that had basic attack i was like oh 
I need more defense, yes, <laughs> more I cards know. in the defense. You realize um, pretty quickly too that like defense is huge. Yep. Because most sometimes if you let a if you let a battle go on too long, the enemy starts to just get ridiculous attacks on you. Like all of a sudden it's like you're at fifty, you're facing a fifty one incoming attack. You're like, well, wipe. Yep. (laughs) Which is why, like, playing as the more defensive characters kind of tough as well. It's so. I mean, the ironclad is good for putting. You know, it's like DPS. You're just fucking putting damage on, but. The silent is great for trying to get if you get the right combination of cards, that's how you can win the game. Yeah. But it's uh it is really hard. I haven't played really at all with the third character. So I'm thinking I about did. doing it. I did. I haven't really played with the first one. So I okay, kind of want to go I started. back. I kind of want to I like I really like the silent and when I get noxious fumes, yeah. it is an incredible card and if I have a poison deck that I've optimized, which I did last night, Got up to the final boss, and then that <laughs> deck though, I'm not like I read this online too, but my deck just fell apart when it came to mm. the final boss. It did amazingly everything up to that point, and then when I got to that point, it fucking sucked. So yeah. I looked up online if that was like a thing that people were encountering, and it is. Like I didn't mm. optimize my mm. deck for defense as well as I should have, and optimized it for the poison aspect, but I just didn't like the final boss just kicked my ass. Just because, like, I didn't have enough defense, and I wasn't pulling enough defense cards. And that was that uh, might be what my problem was too. I should look into that because that's also what happened to me on like other games. Unbelievable! It's, yeah, you do really well, and then you get up to the end, and then suddenly your strategy doesn't work. It on doesn't work boss. at all. It's like holy shit! <laughs> and I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, I'm here. This is it. I'm gonna this beat this it. game. I'm gonna be able to I, put this thing down. No, I really wish I could play this on my phone. Or an iPad. I know. I looked it up. What the fuck? Yeah, it's not out on iOS yet, no. and it's also obviously the Game Pass like streaming and stuff. It's not know, available yet. It's so still beta. It would be so perfect. Oh my god! If I was so on the train the and able to play this fucking game, but like yeah, if I was able 100%. to go to the bathroom and play this on, on my phone, like if come this were on, on my iPad, I, it's coming to iPad like soon, like an iPhone. So I'm yeah, gonna well, I'll probably be in the, I'll stop. Be, I'll be taking hour shit breaks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna stop playing now. I'm and wait till, wait till it comes out on the phone, it, and then I'll play it. it on my iPad. So what is what what is Brittany's reaction been? You mentioned that she's been sitting with you, she's saying like you're never gonna beat it. You're never gonna beat it. <laughs> Give it up God, already. She's such a Give it up already. You're never gonna beat it. That was what she did to me when I got. Uh, Therese did that to me when I got stuck on a level in um, God, what was that uh uh p- pinball game we played pinball, for Game Pass? Game. Yeah, it was like a top down. It was like Indian. You had a robot, and you hit the ball like pinball. Oh, uh, creature in the well. Creature oh, in the creature well. Creature in the yep. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got stuck on a on like a, a fight for like forty five minutes, and Trish <laughs> just sitting there like she was like, "When are you gonna stop?" I was like, "When I beat it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I that's did. How it, it just took forty five well, minutes. You know what's really one like section over and over what's, and over what's, and over. What, what I like about the roguelike and what I like about this game too is that you cannot just grind and then like say you have to get better you have to not only do you have to get better but like your deck keeps changing too so it's not like you can just say okay you know what i can probably remove two strikes and put in a defend here like you have to build your deck each time so i can't just like think to myself like okay uh or i can't do like what you do in other games like you know oh i'll just reload the final boss with the same deck and hopefully i'll win this time and maybe you will and maybe you will win this time but you didn't the first time so with this game you got to go all the way back to fucking 
world one dash one start all over again and then that first that whole first floor i'm just like trying to get through yeah the whole first floor i'm just like okay can i get noxious fumes or what i didn't get it wipe yeah forget it it's over i think i think you would really like uh dead cells after this, I all right. Well, check maybe it, I'll it might check still it out. be on Game Pass. The other, the um, other one for the silent. I don't know if you, but the blur card, the one that you keep your block after after your turn is over, is another great card that I mm. I need to get. And if I don't get it, I wipe. <laughs> it's pretty much what happens at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, Tom, I you haven't had as much time to play, but I think this is one I I might keep playing it at this point. But also depending on whatever our next game is and stuff, I might just put it on pause until I can play it on the iPad. Yeah. But this is something I do want to beat. I want to finish it. I've gotten up to the boss. I want to beat this game. Yeah. Um, Same. Yeah, I, I think that um, I didn't really... I played uh, one run with the Silent, and I was like, ah, I like the Ironclad. But you talking about how the Silent change, you know, changes over time, and the more you play with him, you know, you have a better idea of how to use him. I'm kind of like, fuck, maybe I want to go and play with, with the other characters now. Uh, but yeah. I have I haven't even come close to beating it with uh, just the, the the first dude. So, but I think I will jump back in. Well, my biggest criticism of the game is I think that the uh, you can't jump back in. You can't jump back just, in. You're already in. Out. We're just getting out of the. I'm jumping yeah. further. Right this is Inception. I'm jumping into you're the next level in. of the dream. Yeah, like we're we're heading for the stairs, and you're like, well, I'm going to stay for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Um, uh, I think that my my least favorite thing about the game is actually the design i think the cards look great and i think that Uh the art style is cool i think that the like monster designs are kind of uninspired i don't know about you guys but i just found that the designs for the enemies you know it's interesting um i literally couldn't give a shit what it looks like because to me that's not what they that's not what matters what matters is the the cards for me is what matters. Mm-hmm. I'm already mm-hmm. thinking about what it is without that. So I'll say this, Alex. Yes, I feel Christian. like if you if you liked them, you'd be like, oh, I love the way this stuff looks. But I didn't say anything about how it looks. That's my point. Is that so? I oh, you're saying you don't care about it at all, but I actually have a feeling that if the designs were something that you found, was oh no, awesome, if they were if they were really it. really cool, I would have mentioned it. But yeah. Um, it didn't affect how much I liked the game and how addicted I am to the game. I think. I I think they're yeah, that's true. I think they're fine. Um, like I don't care that the animation for every attack is just your character moves forward like that, like moves just moves like a foot forward. It doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Like you know, like yeah, would it really be really cool when I do a poison stab to have him actually take out a dagger and stab the guy? Like yeah, that'd be awesome. But that's not it's what's an going indie on game. here. Like, yeah, but it's a really it's, good game. It's, it's like, a very good game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I would call it uninspired, Tom. I think it's fine. And when I say fine, I don't mean in like a technical sense. I think they did a really good job. But aesthetically, it's not like aesthetically. It, it falls closer to more traditional um, card games like Magic. It's like a very Dungeon and Dragon. It's like very like fantasy based. It almost looks like a little bit um, fairy tale. Like it's a little cleaned up. It and, was made to be more friendly but it does look like something that like would be in a fairy tale book and people like cut the characters out of them almost there was it, it was mainly for like the the bosses that you run into or the mini bosses or whatever that you run into at the end of a run like the mm-hmm. first guy I ran to was just like a bunch of shapes and then like the second guy I ran to was like a floating rock and i just felt that i was expecting more from those 
designs. Um, mm. Yeah, um, you'll see a lot more enemies if you get farther into the game. Okay. I mean, I am gonna I am gonna keep playing, so I'll, I'll keep people updated on that. <laughs> but yeah, it's I mean, it's definitely not like the thing people talk about with this game. It's the the mechanics of the game are what makes it so great. One hundred percent. I like it. I liked it too. This was really fun. This is uh, out of all these game clubs, I'd say this is in like one of my the top games that we've done. I think Minute might still be my favorite thing we've played. <laughs> yeah, I think Minute. I'm going to be, be my favorite as well. I'm going to be playing their uh, follow up at a uh, PAX. Cool. Oh, what is it? Two um, minute. No, it's not. It's not a. It's a completely separate thing. Yeah. Let's see. But those guys have made a lot of great games. So. Uh, it's from. Hmm. I'll have to. I can't. I've got to search through my emails, figure out which one of these games is is that. But I'm gonna be playing it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So, it looks like, and I uh, let's take a look at the calendar here. We're gonna try and fit in. We've got. Let's see. This comes out on the 21st. So we got 28th, 6th, and then or it comes the out 11th. on the 11th. So it'll or it be. Comes out on the 11th. It's gonna be. Uh. Th- it comes out on a Wednesday, but it's three weeks from. from yeah. Now. So, so the next game club we'll talk about on um, the thirteenth because we we don't have enough time to really fit in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So we'll talk um, about the next one for the thirteenth, and then we're gonna do Ori. Uh, so right. we did get we did get an email from a listener real quick uh, who wrote oh, in right. about Slay the Spire. Uh, this is from Bells ninety three. Says unranked. I'm a big fan of Slay the Spire. I travel a lot, and playing on the Switch in a hotel room is the perfect time waster. I really enjoy that every time you start a run, you have to craft a strategy on the fly. Every run is so different from the last. But that final boss, wow, that hard is a pain. The closest I ever got to beating it was with Silent. I had a relic where every time I played a card, I got a shield, which canceled out the boss's ability. That's a good one. And then I would (gasps) spam a bunch of shivs to slowly grind down its health. God damn. But a couple couple turns in, the boss started doing two damage per card played, and that killed my whole build. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts, and if any of you could get to the end, keep up the good work and stay in ranked. Uh, This is actually Zabulon. Um, Thanks, dude. Um, I, I feel you. It's (laughs) God damn. <laughs> but yes, I feel you. We have to keep people updated if uh, any of us beat it. All right. Yeah, yeah. we'll report back. We'll report back, always. Um, um, yeah. Okay. So Correct. this is episode 207. In episode 210, we are going to do Tom, what game? Uh, it's called A Plague Tale Innocence. Great. Um, and that is March 13th. Yep. And what is that game? So, uh, so from what I can tell, that game is a third-person um, kind of, uh, not medieval, gothic game. And it seems to be about kind of navigating a town that is suffering from the plague. And Great. trying to save your children. You know, it's very topical, this whole coronavirus thing going on. So, you know, yeah. It's apparently awesome. So we'll see see how it goes. Yeah, I, saw, I looked at reviews. Reviews look good. Um, and then following that for episode two thirteen will be Ori and the Will of the Wisps, or two yeah two twelve two thirteen depending on how quickly I am gonna probably marathon that game because Ori and the Blind Forest, one of my favorite games, came out this generation, and I friggin just I crushed that game the first time, so I'm probably gonna do that again. So very excited, very very excited. Uh, let's do the outro. 
Wow, what a great game club that was. Slay the Spire was great. So We're good. very much looking forward to... Tom, what game are we playing again for episode 210? A Plague Tale a plague Innocence. Ta innocence. Plague Tale Innocence. Can't wait for that. You know, if you want to get in touch or just touch Alex Marinello, you can find him somewhere out on Long Island. Uh, or in the <laughs> city while he's working. You can find him on the LIRR. He loves when you come up to him and just scream in his face and take his money. Yeah, he absolutely does. That is totally <laughs> maybe true. Stab him. Um, maybe just <laughs> no. Do don't one of those, stab him. Do some just like hot breath on the back of his ear. He really. So what you're that. saying? You're uh, suggesting don't stab him. Just mug him. No, just his... run up to his face and and be like, "Give me your money," and he'd be like, "No," and that'd be it. That's true. There may be uh, a picture. I don't know. If you could just go over and show him a picture of your latest poop, Alex would love that. <laughs> Dan, what? What else? What about you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Big Dan eight fifteen on PlayStation Twitter, and Big Dan, wait, uh, the Big Dan eight fifteen. I forgot my name on uh, Xbox. Awesome, Tommy Boy, Great Britom on each and every platform. That's it. I am at Christian underscore Hume. I've got Harmony EOP. Get HarmonyEOP.com. We are at the Unranked Podcast. We've got our Discord. Go to the show notes. Join the Discord. Chat with us in there. We love it. Stay unranked. Sucker, 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 sucker,